point. Um, Dan Rather announced, and I guess it is true, if Dan says it, it must be true, right? That the rotation of the Earth actually is slowing down due to the effects of El Nino. Now, I don't know what any of this means. The Earth's rotation is slowing down? Excuse me. That's what they say. It's slowing down. And I, I honestly don't know what it means. I've got a fax here from Richard Hoagland who says, all right, the rotation slowdown is not El Nino. It is directly due to hyper-dimensional physics. Of course it is. We'll explain during uh, our segment uh, later this morning. Okay. Well, it's occurring as El Nino is occurring. And then I also want to know if you, anybody can explain what it means that the Earth is slowing down. That's really weird. Really, really weird. The other item is, and I'll leave it up there for about another half hour, I have received in today's mail the Stephen Gibbs time machine. The coils, the um, a giant uh, electromagnets, the machine itself, I've got it all. The only question is now, oh, what to do? To try it? And already I get feedback here. I don't do it. You have an obligation not to use the time machine till after the cruise, especially, especially since I just found out my mother and sister have signed on to go. That's one side of it. The other side is that was uh, that was uh, from Elaine, and she, she's in Canada. And she said, yeah, please take Ontario, Montreal. <laughs> and then this uh, art, please try the time machine. Let's do it while you're on the air with the studio cam on. So you can describe to us what you're doing and what you're feeling, and we can see you. It'll make for great radio. From David, the opera singer in Las Vegas. <laughs> so on the heels of all this news about uh, NASA and JPL, suddenly, and I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you can believe it. You are the ones who got that done. Now, what it means, it's like they're slowing down. Who knows? All right. Just a brief intro. I have to do this, and I know it's tiresome to those of you who know David Oates so well, but David John Oates discovered reverse speech. He is the father of reverse speech. It is a process, um, a very simple process, in which you simply tape somebody speaking as I am now speaking, and then you reverse it, and you look for relevant uh, coherent words and or sentences in reverse. And these are from the other side of your brain, and they uh, definitely uh, reflect the truth. That is what David says. That if somebody is lying, it will be apparent they are lying in reverse. If they are telling the truth, uh, they will be, um, whatever they say in reverse will uh, also come out the same way, and the truth is revealed. Uh, David um, has done all his life speech research. He has a bit of a, a speech impediment, although uh, lately it seems like it's been going away to me. And, and that started him into the research of speech and led to this whole thing. He has been suggested to be nominated for a Nobel Prize for reverse speech. Uh, here is David John Oates. David, welcome. Thank you very much for having me back again, Art. Um, I know that people should understand how much work you have to do 
to prepare for a night like tonight when you're going to do Kathleen, Willie, Dr. Malin, Major Ed Dames, how many hours go would go in? Well, well, this particular one was monumental because Ed Dames was a four hours of uh, solid talk. Um, probably well, at least a hundred hours work. You know, I, I did this one gradually over a period of three weeks. I, I was very intense in the last week as the showtime came up. But yeah, at least a hundred hours. It's, I mean, it sounds fairly simple just run a tape backwards and hear these phrases, but it's nowhere near that simple. Uh, they're very quick and sharp. Um, it takes a lot of uh, fine-tuning of your ears and patience to find them um, then I'm very strict about which ones I document I would say probably only about 30 or 40 percent of the verses I actually document ever make it to air or to my website um, I go through them one by one checking off the syllable count on the consonant of the vowel sounds um, sometimes when I do a broadcast people will email me and say well Dad, have you missed this 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 reversal or that reversal, but the fact is I did find it. I just didn't think it was good enough to... All right, to let, get I'll tell you what. Um, you know the fellow who wanted to challenge you, David? Yes. Um, he has called the show, oh, I don't know, two or three times since you were last on. Right. And I told him he had better send me some email with his phone number, and he hasn't done that. Right. But he did come on the air with some audio from the Area 51 caller. Right. Uh, which indicated or would have led one to believe, uh, if you used that reversal, that the Area 51 caller was faking it. Right. Um, now, uh, you you heard about that, I take it, oh, and sure. you went and researched the same stuff. Did you find that? Uh, well, you know, well, I didn't hear the actual segment itself. I heard that the reversal said fake. I'm faking it or whatever. Right. Um, that's what I heard. Right. So I went through my files actually today to find that particular reversal. And uh, I did find a word which at first glance appeared to be fake. Um, and actually, I've, I've got this track up, so let's run it, but it's one of the ones that I rejected too. Um, yeah, okay, but let's hear it. Okay, well, this is this is the fourth section where I found it. Um, and there's a lot of safe areas in this world that they could begin moving the population to now are no actually i can't even remember the actual dialogue it's something uh, uh i'm faking or i'm with a fake or okay there we go the, 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 the... let me hear that i can't hear what no, you're well saying. it's one of the ones i rejected they are fake but it sounds more like a c you hear that um it 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 almost sounded to me like they are faces or something. I, right, I didn't... which is why I rejected it. Now I'm not sure whether that's the one he was talking about. You've 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 got the there, you've got the R, you've got the F A, but then the C. But it's more of a C rather than a K, especially when you slow it down. Now I must say that what he played sounded more definitive to me. And uh, what well, I would like he, to do, he may, have, he may have gone to a different section. This is the section that I all right, all right, look, found look, in my reject look. file. I, I want I want this guy to listen. If he's out there tonight, and I know he is, uh, email me right now with your phone number. We'll get you on the air. No problem. You've got to get me a phone number, though, because I didn't retain the one you sent so long ago, um, as I said, on the air. So right. give me that phone number. We'll get you on the air with David. The other thing I'd like to say with Area 51, Section 2, um, it, it's a tough one to really... Um pinned down. Um, I only found four reversals of that I could quote. Um, they appear to me that he was 
telling the truth. Certainly some of the callers who called in afterwards felt that, but it was only four reversals that I felt I could quote, and you know, I was leaning towards him telling the truth, but uh, you need more than that to really get a good argument down. All right, I'm going to assume, because it is certainly true, that there are a lot of new listeners who haven't heard you, so just indulge me, everybody else who's heard it, bear with me. Uh, let's do Neil Armstrong very quickly and one or two baby things, and then we'll get on with biz. Okay. This well, is to kind of calibrate everybody's ears so you understand what reverse speech really is. Okay, this is uh, reverse speech 101. Uh, what I'm going to do tonight, I'll play some of the classic ones first. I'm going to be telling you initially what you were hearing, but as the night goes on, I, I, I want to run a few bio art and see if you can hear them without me telling you. That's so fine. want to do that as That's well. That's fine. Um, People always wish for that. Uh, let me just quickly cover the theory I'm proposing. I'm proposing that language is bi-level, forwards as well as backwards. It's a natural function of the human mind as the brain constructs the sounds of speech, it puts them together in such a way that two messages are communicated simultaneously, forwards conscious and backwards unconscious. Um, when I talk about the unconscious, um, what does that mean? Does it mean another part of the human mind? Does it mean the soul or the spirit? Does it mean we're tapping into anything else? I'm not too sure. So I'm just proposing, my basic theory is that language is bi-level, forwards as well as backwards. So let's um, let's begin with uh, the classic example, Neil Armstrong. This is actually the very first reversal I found um, in normal speech back in 1984. And here he is. That's one small step for man. And you run that in reverse, and it's simply man will spacewalk. And here we go. Man will spacewalk. Yeah, let's run that forwards and backwards. Here it is, forwards. It's one small step for man. And backwards. Man will spacewalk. <laughs> and a very, very clear example of reverse speech. Let's look at another classic um this is the second example I ever found in speech. I found this the same day as Neil Armstrong, actually about an hour or so later. It's a live commentary of the JFK assassination in Dallas, Texas. Several police officers are rushing up the hill at this time. Stand by just a moment, please. Something has happened in the motorcade route. Stand by, please. Parkland Hospital, there has been a shooting. Parkland Hospital has been advised to stand by for a severe gunshot wound. Okay, you run this in reverse, and right at the point where he realizes the shooting has occurred, uh, you can hear the very clear phrase, he's shot bad, hold it, try and look up. He's shot bad, hold it, try and look up. And that's straight backwards. He's shot bad, hold it, try and look up. And just an exceptionally clear reversal, I think. And then um, here it is, forwards. And backwards. He's shot bad, hold it, try and look up. Very clear. Extremely clear. Now, um, let me uh, let me just throw you another one on speech, and then we'll move on to kids. Um, uh, I'm often asked, you know, okay, so this is here. What good is it? I mean, uh, how can this benefit me? Um, and uh, I'm actually quite amazed when I hear that question because the opportunity to look inside your own mind and to see what is really going on is uh, really quite exciting. Um, uh, and it helps me personally quite a lot in my own everyday life. I use this every single day. Um, I use it with my clients. I have a, a fair pretty practice in uh, San Diego. With what it does for the therapeutic process is just um, amazing. It allows us direct access in. And this is a, 
a reversal that really illustrates how reverse speech can be used. And this right. is um, one of my own clients in my own office. And we're talking about the session we did last week, and he's telling me, David, you went and found the reversal that fit my situation. And you found, found the reversal that fit Okay, now I'm going to run, I don't think I've played this one on your program. No, you have not. I'm going to run this. I want you to listen to this and tell me what you hear, okay? All right. Run at a couple of different speeds. And what's more? Do you hear anything there? Yes, but I, I'm not certain yet. Okay. Uh, give it to me at regular speed one okay, more time. Okay, here it is one more time and then I'll tell you. What have you got? I, I, I don't want to change. I don't have it down well enough. Okay. It simply says, they will serve you with life, David. You can hear my name on the end of the reverse. Now, now play it. Let me see if I hear it. Okay, here we go. And All right. Uh, what? All right. Uh, the, where I didn't get it, David, was the, uh, the uh, David. And even now, uh, the David is not quite clear to me. Right. Well, his voice drops down at the end. You've got that classic sing-song tone of reversals beginning. They will serve you with life, and then his voice drops off down to the David. Let's let's do that at the slowest speed. All right. I still maintain. Uh, I will serve you with life. Clear. David, not. Okay. Well, that's fine. I guess the point I'm saying is I'm I'm illustrating that that here we have reverse speech itself, saying that it can help us with our life, and I really do believe that. Um, what reverse speech at its deepest level taps into what is commonly known as the collective unconscious, the storehouse of knowledge that we all have buried deep inside of us, and just imagine the opportunity to touch that deeper spiritual, even sacred part of it. All right, David, here's the only thing that I worry about. Yep. That either consciously or unconsciously, I mean, for example, you just told us you did 100 hours of work to yep. come up with the reversals we're going to hear tonight. Yep. Okay, 100 hours. That's a long time. Yes, it is. Now, if you go into a situation with a preconceived notion, Yep. and it may well be, and I've had a sense that you don't particularly like this president. Um, well, I, fair, I have not liked him. That is correct. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It comes through loud and clear. Yep. Now, could you take the Kathleen Willey material and come up either with a, a series of reversals that would show her to be absolutely telling the truth or find another series of reversals? She talked for a long time yeah. that would show that she was um, a lying I do not believe that that is possible. I believe what is there is what is there. Um, we've done this in class time and time and time again. We've had different students go out and analyze the same tape um, from a variety of cross-sections of opinions and perspectives and come back with the same conclusions, the same analysis. Um, All right. um, I, I do agree that it is possible, like with any skill or any technique, to let your own bias come into your analysis, and I would be a fool to, to say that wasn't so. Okay, well, how sure are you that that is not happening to you? 
<laughs> because of very strict research protocols that we have laid down that I teach in my training class. Um, I teach my students and myself to analyze according to the uh, phonetic sounds that we hear, the uh, the uh, uh, consonants and the vowels and the syllable count. Um, my students are taught not to listen to the track forward first. We're only running the track in reverse. Oh. So we cannot hear the verbal content of what we are listening to. Well, um, that that is a pretty good control, actually. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, for the first, uh, probably the first, at least the first eight to nine years that I did this, I never listened to the forward dialogue, um, primarily because I was very much aware of the tendency to project into it. Um, I, I think uh, when I was personally confident that I had overcome that was when I started to hear all my own issues in reverse. When I first started doing my own reversals, um, I was not able to hear some of the more nasty, darker sides of my nature. It's mm. consciously you don't want to hear that stuff. And I swapped over about seven or eight years in. I suddenly dropped down to a new layer and started to hear all these things on me that were really very devastating. Oh, my God, I'm a rotten person. Listen to this. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sure, you show me someone who doesn't have a dark side to Oh, I know. And, well, we uh, all do. There's no question about and, it. And uh, I think one of the great things about reverse speech is if we have the courage to look at it, we can actually see our darker sides and come face to face with it and uh, learn to work with it and have it be our friend rather than be our adversary. Give us a quick baby. Okay, quick baby. Yeah, I love kids. Kids are marvelous. Let's begin with uh, your favorite. And, uh, which, oh, we just pulled up the wrong file. We'll uh, do that again. I just, uh, this is your favorite. This is me. I'm, uh, uh, this is actually my daughter at seven months of age. I'm chasing her around the room with a tape player. She suddenly sees this tape player and reaches out for it. <laughs> that would fit simply, what's that? Baby gibberish. And again. You hear that? Hit it again at regular speed. Okay, I mean, you tell me how else you can hear this. I, I don't know how else you can hear this reversal. And again. No question about it. it, it Absolutely no question about extremely it. Extremely clear. Um, and uh, here's a very amusing one. This is uh, this one here is a uh, kid with a dirty diaper. One of my students <laughs> found this in class. Yeah, real quick. Okay, this is a kid with a dirty diaper. Hey, man, I got a diaper for you. Yeah. And uh, where the baby says a diaper backwards, he says, help me out. Help me out. And again. <laughs> help me out. There we go. <laughs> so, you can't miss it. You no. just, I mean, that's, that's I mean, plus that wonderful ethereal sound with children and all that. It's wonderful. All right, David, look. We're at the bottom of the hour. Yep. Hold on. We'll be right back with something relevant for you. Okay, here we go. Uh, David, are you there? Yes, I am, sir. All right, I have one Ken Ryer from, I believe, Las Vegas. Ken, are you there? Hello? Oh, wait a minute. Here we go. Ken, uh, are you there? Yes, I am. All right, Las Vegas, right? Uh, yes, I am. Uh, Hot Talk 105.1. Oh, that's the way to do a promo. 
All right. You, what are the right words? Do you want to challenge David Oates? Um, and if so, on what basis? Yes. Well, um, before I, before I say I want to challenge Mr. Oates, I want to say it is a pleasure. It is a, it is a tremendous pleasure to, to speak with Mr. Oates. Uh, I have no ill feelings about him. I think uh, he's doing a good job, but I have to take him to task. Okay, on what? On the Area 51 call. All right. Uh, let's get a couple of things straight uh, at the beginning here. Do you believe reverse speech is a real phenomenon? Absolutely. Not only is it a real phenomenon, but we have used it. And uh, I can, I'd love to show you examples uh, that even Dave himself has confirmed. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right, but okay, you know, so we, we have are... a difference of opinion over the analysis of Area 51 and not the validity of reverse speech itself. Yes. Is, uh, is that correct? Yes. The difference okay. is, is um, oh, yes, uh, like night and day. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, the Area 51 call was only a two-minute conversation anyway. Um, you know, I tended to lean towards the fact that he wasn't deliberately lying and he was telling the truth. You okay, know, David, was... David, how many reversals did you find in that two minutes? I uh, found four. You found four? Um... Well, the f I found four reversals that I felt I could quote. I had people email me. I, I, I probably had more emails about this one than I did about any other. Okay, fine. But you, the bottom line is you found four. I found four. Four that I could quote. All right, and and Ken uh, Ken Ryer, how many did you find? I found, I'd say, about twenty in the same two minute. Uh... In the same two minute, and well, see, that's the difference between see, uh, that's the difference between I am ultra conservative in my documentation, and I have and I have to be conservative. I'm the founder of this whole technology. If I do not maintain a very strict standard and strict guideline, then the foundation stones that I lay down will be very, very weak, and, uh, you know, um, it's just okay. the way it is. All right. And In the interest of time, here's what I would like to do. Um, can you have a specific reversal that you played on my program once before about the Area 51 caller and faking it, something about faking it, right? Yes. Would, well, you, just... would you cue that one up, please? Okay. Um, I'll tell you, I'll... I'll give you the one about you, what you said. Sure. Okay, here we go. This is what you said, and and then I want to play one at the end, too. Okay. Well, here we go. Well, let's begin by finding out whether you're using this line properly or not. barely hear it. Okay, did you hear it? I can uh, barely. more audio. You need more audio. I can barely hear it. Oh, boy. Um, I asked you if you had your audio straight, remember? I, I had it, but there's no hum. I mean, I thought... Well, let me... Let me play with it. Can you uh, can you raise the, the volume on the audio? Can you raise your on your end, uh, Art? Well, I've got it up as high as I can go. You're, it's your end where the problem is. You've got to either turn up the volume or hold the phone closer. I don't know what you're doing. So. Yeah, let's hear this one. Do you want me to run one? Um. Art? Yes. Hi. Whoa, wait. Can you? Uh, you're using yeah. the line properly or not? Okay, I you Did you did you hear that? Yeah, it sounded at the wrong speed. Um, well, that's uh, that's uh, Dave's little machine uh, I'm using right now. Um, okay, I'll let you. What I got right here is um, unreal or not. Now you have some to say. You're not playing it enough. I'm making this up. And listen carefully. Here we go. Wait, are we just hearing it right now? Unreal or not? Now, you all right. I think it's very weak. Um, I heard a makeup at the what could yeah, so be I. heard as one, but was that on art or was that on the caller? That, that was a, that reversal was on art. 
Was that on me, caller? Can, yeah, that was on you. Can, um, right, well, we well then that, that's baloney because I have no idea who the Area 51 caller is. So I couldn't have been making anything up. Okay, I got, okay, it I got a very the, weak reversal too. I got, I got one on you, Art, when you said you don't have enough time, uh, to give us something quick. Look, are you just, um, holding your phone near the speaker? I'm, I'm calling as close. You know, this illustrates, um, David, hold on a moment, yeah. please. Uh, Ken, again, are you holding the phone near the speaker? I'm holding it as close as can, I can. Can you turn up the volume then? Turn up the volume. Yeah. I, I wish I could could on his uh, machine, on his uh, reverse tape machine. I'll okay. tell you what, can you call me? I'll see if the other telephone works. Can you call me at the... Uh, uh, well, what's it did? This phone sounds great. Your voice is perfect. Okay, because I thought... Cause when I play uh, when I play it to my colleague, uh, he hears it loud and clear. It's, it's got to be on your... Uh, no, it's not on my end. <laughs> No, if the reversal's there, you're going to hear it. Everyone will hear it, you know. Um, so go ahead and play another one. Uh, just do the best you can, Ken. Okay. Um, uh, could you talk to Dave just for a sec while I queue one up, okay? Now, I, see, you've got to be ready. Well, I was ready. I was going to play it uh, in succession. Um, okay, here we go. This is where the 100 okay, hours here, here we go. You ready? Yes, I can okay, see. Okay, here we go. Um, here we go. Um, Be able to hear an F on the H. Um, 
Yeah. It could be, David. I don't know what to tell you. Do you, do you. do you hear it? Oh yeah, I can. I can certainly hear what he's hearing. Yeah. Well, let's look at another. Let's look at another one here. All right. Okay. Right. This is the one right at the very end. Excuse me, Art. Ken, hold on. You're not going anywhere. Relax. Okay. Yeah, no, you're right here. This ahead, is the one David. right at the very end, which uh, which I thought was fascinating because someone said he called back a while and he was in a veterans hospital or something. Sure. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where the satellite goes down, and he's got a little uh, comment right at the end. I, I started getting... And backwards, it's going to get a shot, or going to get a shot, which I didn't know when I presented. Was that a bullet shot, or was that an inoculation? All right. Going to get a shot. Going to get a shot. I mean, it's a touch of... Going to get a shot. It's a difficult one to present anyway. It's, it's, you know, that's not one I would want to stake my reputation on, that whole Area 51 call. So, All right, Ken. Yeah, did you hear that? Um, that's controversial. That's iffy. That's hard. That's, that's, uh, that's not too easy. But the one that, uh, Dave played earlier, Heal the Feet. Yeah. Uh, okay. The, the, in, what it really says, and I, I can't play all of it on the air. I had to, uh, with the, because uh, it had profanity. It says, it's all BS. Heal the feet. Throw me a loop. Fell with it. Away from me. And I'm going to play it for you. And I'm going to let you listen. I'm, I'm just going to start where it says heal the feet, okay? Well, now, wait a minute. You just said it had profanity in it. Well, I said I'm going to start where it says heal the feet. I'm going to oh, get rid of the BS. Oh, I see. Okay, let me, uh, let me. Okay, all right. Let's see. So <laughs> Did you hear that? I heard it, but it was not clear. Yeah, I'm hearing feel the heat or heal the feet. I mean, it's such a short phrase. It, right? It's really nothing. I would want to state my reputation on that one. But and, you know, it, I mean, this, it, it, now see, what this highlights is this highlights the whole the whole urgency that we need to have some serious accredited research into this. I think what I would love to do is get people like Ken and the thousands of other reverse speech people across the country, let's get them all together in a consortium, a research body, to make this thing happen and to answer all these questions. Well, I, I think the, uh, the, the most important point Ken has made so far is that it could have been as easily healed the feet, in, at least to my ear. So what we should do for the rest of this program is listen carefully to the consonant and the vowel sounds. And I would like the listeners to do that. Let's, 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 let's dissect these things down. You know, I'm the first person to admit that I do not have all the answers. And if some of my students are out there, they may even want to call in. Yep. And let's talk about how we do this. All right, Ken, we don't class. have, all right, we don't have a lot of time left before the top of the hour. Ken, any other, uh, really important ones you want to lay on us? Well, yeah, well, well, he says what we're talking about, what we're thinking about is aliens, Arthur, in reverse, and I played to you on your show. There are no aliens I want to get through. It was clear as day. Do you so have we that? agree with the want to get through. He wanted to play that one. Do you have that one? Uh, yeah, I got that one. Uh, I got that one handy right now. Let's find okay, that but, one. Okay, but wait a minute. I was wondering if Ken also had it. Yeah, let me, uh, yeah, I got it right, right here. Here we go. All right, let Ken go first. Okay. Okay, here we go. Um, Okay, what well, well, we're thinking of as, as aliens are there. Okay, um. <laughs> well, I mean, there's 
that want to get through. Well, let me run it here. Well, when he, when he says when he says they're extra-dimensional beings, what we're thinking about is aliens, Arthur, uh, the extra The truth is, he says, that's me BSing it. There are no aliens. I want to get through. That's All right, Ken, hold on. Let's, let's right. play the one to get through, and I'll tell you why I didn't document the word alien. That's clear. That much is clear. So we agree on that. Now, I do not document the word alien in reverse because it's exactly the same forwards as well as as well as back backwards. You're speaking to a machine and say alien, and it comes out as alien in reverse. So I avoid documenting that one. Plus, there's some other phrases that what I call constant reversals. They will always reverse to say the same thing. There's about 50 of them that we uh, teach in class, and unless it's in a very concise, coherent sentence with direct complementarity, I avoid documenting them, and I d d deliberately didn't document Alien in that particular one because it was only a two-minute tape, and, um, you know, I want to hear a lot more than that All right, Ken, I put my reputation on yes, the line. Ken, your uh, reversals finally did come through clear. I don't know what you did to fix it, but they were finally loud enough to hear. Um, I want to thank you for being here, and... Um, okay, one, one more, and before you go... Yes. Would you be interested in starting up a local chapter of Dorsa in Las Vegas? Uh, what Dorsa is, is the David Oates Reverse Feature Alliance. It's a series of chat clubs set up across the United States that's been in formation for about a month now, and it's a group of researchers just like yourself who are getting together to look at all this stuff and to answer all these questions. And if you want to, there's a phone number I can give you to call for the local Dorset chapter. Well, actually, the national co-coordinator is a chap called B.J. Ruchok, B-R-U-C-H-O-K, and you can call him at area code 360-876-6296. That's 360-876-6296. And see, what I want to see happen is there's so many people like you who are really enthused and really excited about this, and currently all our all our efforts are frag fragmented. You're doing your thing, I'm doing my thing, Joe Blow's doing his. If we can all come together under one national organization, DORSA, and let's pull our research results and resolve these questions. I mean, this is a very new field. It, obviously, there is something there. After all my work, it's 15 years, there's very strong and definitive evidence that this exists, but it's such a new field. Um, all right, uh, Ken. so much research left to be done. Uh, right. Art, We're Art short I, got, on time. I got one last reversal. Yes. This is the one that I, I believe. We're, um, this, this right here is... Just do it, Ken. Okay, here we go. Listen. Lots of safe areas in this world that they could begin... Moving the population to now, Art. What he actually said uh, is they're all lies because they shield it up in their room, room or womb, and they milk it. And here we go. Okay. <laughs> okay, that, that was very clear. Okay. Well, that's the one. They're one of the ones that I quoted too. If you recall, Art, that they're shooting off in your room as I quoted that on your program. I don't hear that there's lies. I think that's unclear based on my opinion. No, see, I did think I I heard huh. that. And he and he also said, "And they milk it." So you took you omitted the beginning and the end, 
So uh, in a way, you might have taken the reversal out of context. And I've had about 98% of the people that I talk to uh, hear very much what I hear. And, um, I mean, I believe, I can state with metaphysical certitude that the Area 51 call is a fake. And matter of fact, Art, on the second time the guy called, and when you said, when you, Art, when you said you didn't know my name, listen to it. Uh, oh, no, Ken, we're out of time now. It's the top of the hour. I think uh, you have made your point. Thank you. I'm going to have to take both of you off right now. Uh, we have got a break right here. And we're already behind schedule, but I did want to get that done, and I think it points out a couple of really, really interesting things. And one of them was that when I was told what to listen to, um, I heard that. How about you all out there? More research. I'm Art Bell, and this is Coast to Coast AM. Now. Back to uh, David John Oates. David, we're way behind schedule here, but way behind. But I thought, you know, that was worth doing. And in, oh, the, sure. in the one instance, it was quite clear. I could as easily hear what he yep. said as what you said. Yep. Well, you know, it's the whole problem of the illusion of sounds, both forwards and backwards. Now, if you you can do the same thing with a uh, with a uh, section of forward speech, listen to it over and over again, just one or two seconds, and your ears will switch and hear different things. Um, you know, we've val we've validated that ourselves many times. And um, and point of fact, I like people at home to try that um, and it's one of the reasons why I'm so conservative in my documentation but I, on the other hand uh, with all the work he has done he absolutely is a passionate believer yes. in reverse speech right. Right. Uh, but it, it brings up what I was talking about David right. and that's agendas in other words if you decide somehow that this person is telling the truth then sub even subconsciously, right. David, not consciously. I'm not accusing you of doing anything uh, oh, no, I nefarious. Uh, but subconsciously, you are then at some point beginning to listen to things that validate what you have begun to conclude. See, it's a natural you, human thing. Right. I believe you can be trained out of that. I believe that it's possible to be trained to the level where you are just documenting what is actually there. The syllables, the consonant, the vowel sound, there are some phrases in reverse that you can hear two or three different ways. I do not document them. I completely skip them general, generally. Now, if you can, it's far better to have two or three analysts documenting the same tape at the same time, and that also reduces sure, bias. Sure. And I noticed when I was doing the Ed Dames tapes, he said the very similar thing about remote viewing. The more people he has doing it, the greater is the accuracy. Absolutely and, correct. And uh, and that's the same with reverse speech. It's the same with any new discipline like this. And, All right. Uh, let us, let us um, drop it at this point, and uh, maybe our friend Ken or others will get a good system to play into the phone so we can be better judges. Oh, yeah, I would love to do that. I mean, I would love to get all these people together and let's pull our pull our results as i said many times you know i don't have all the answers but i've got sufficient answers and sufficient evidence to say there is something to this I, ag I agree with that he agrees with it so let us proceed then with what we're going to do and the first would be kathleen willie right uh yeah well you, you yeah, we can. Okay, all right. Let's continue with counting, Wally. I, I actually had actually we have up to play, but we'll do that. All right. Okay. Um, 
So, uh, Kathleen Willey was a woman on uh, 60 Minutes who, who claimed that the Bill Clinton had uh, basically uh, made a pass at her. And uh, I analysed this tape, and this is what I've come up with. And I'll just play the reversals one by one, and right. we will gradually draw a conclusion on this. Here, right. here we have the first one. How would you characterise at that time your relationship with the President? We were friends. Uh, we had, had the occasion to speak with him on election night. Um, he had called us right after the election, called me, to, to thank us for our help. Um, I would say good friends. Okay, now where she says I would say good friends, uh, she says back with how it's tipped. Yes. Nerfed, yes. And again. Nerfed, yes. Do you hear that? Yes, but I don't know what it means. No, uh, <laughs> it's now flipped. Let's 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 do it again. Now flipped, yes. And again. Now flipped, yes. Now flipped, yes. But yes. What does that mean? It flipped around. We were good friends. You were after me. Now I'm after after you. I see. Is the way I see that. The whole situation has flipped around. Okay, but that's somewhat metaphoric. Okay, let's do now one. Flipped, yes. You you see that as metaphoric? Sure. Huh. Okay. I would have thought that was fairly straightforward. That if one. she said something like, it's my turn for revenge, that would be quite uh, a direct. But, right. Uh, but, but it is somewhat metaphoric, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, maybe I've been doing this for so long, I'm so used to the metaphors and think of them as n normal. So here we have, let's move on to the next one. And uh, when I got home that afternoon, there was a phone call from, from Nancy Hernwright asking me if I would come up and meet with her, that the president um, had uh, an interest in my working someplace else other than correspondence. Now, this one, I'm hearing the brothel in the power. The brothel in the power. The brothel in the power. And again. The brothel in the power. The brothel in the power? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I could hear that. I thought that was quite uh, amusing when I uh, found it. It's essentially, you know, well, there is a lot of... This uh, Kathleen Will is not the first woman who has come forward. So, And I thought that was very interesting. It was clear anyway. Okay, and then in this one here, she's uh, talking about the walking down the hallway. And uh, we started walking back down the hall towards the Oval Office, and he said, why don't you come in here into my study? We can talk better in here. And backwards, she says, they're, they've seen us. They're full of eyes. In other words, you, you people have, you know, they've been watched as they walk down. People are, are spying them with great care, I suspect. They're seeing us at all of us. Okay. Yes, okay, indeed. Yeah, that's very clear. Just do it at normal speed. Okay, all right. And now I'm kind of moving through these fairly quickly. And uh, here we, because I'm anxious to get on to Malin and Dame, which is the real... Uh, meat of everything, yeah. The real meat of this whole broadcast tonight. And uh, here she is talking about the Bill Clinton um, uh, in his office. They were facing each other. I stood and leaned. I was leaning against the door jamb. He was in the office. We were standing facing each other, and uh, I told him what had happened. I... And here she says, you're lusting yourself, you're natural. And I think she's referring to Bill Clinton here standing in the uh, standing in the office. Okay. 
I, I, yeah, give it to me at regular speed again, please. Okay, here we go. Okay, um, I got you're lusting yourself very clearly. Right. I'm not sure about the rest. The natural, will the R's rolled on the natural? Let's do it one more time. And again. Okay, I've got it. Okay, all right. Now, here's a reversal that uh, really uh, quite threw me when I found it, primarily because it's almost exactly the same words that Hillary Clinton used in an early reversal. So I want to play this one alongside of Hillary Clinton, and uh, I'll let people decide for themselves. I want you to listen to the forward words, because there's completely different forward words on this one and completely different forward words on Hillary Clinton. Okay. Do you think he betrayed your friendship? Absolutely. Especially since he knew my husband also. Now, this one says her sore lips are hammering it, which I think is a sexual reference, and I don't know who the her is. And again. Again, I would put that, uh, I hear it uh, clearly, but I would put that in the metaphoric category, wouldn't you? I didn't know what to make of it. When I first found it on Hillary Clinton, I assumed it referred to uh, hammering the accusations home, okay? Evil, because Hillary's reversal was evil lips are hammering it. Hammering it is to drive a, a point home forcefully. But let's, got... let's define what we mean by a metaphor, David, so we know what we're talking about here. This is not somebody uh, something that somebody would say as a directed comment in normal speech, is it? Correct. Reverse speech has a very unique language. Over 70 to 80% of all the language in reverse speech is metaphoric in language, and those metaphors can get very difficult to understand. That's really strange because I, I would never... In other words, my subconscious mind, then, is speaking in ways that my conscious mind I would never speak in or even understand, and I, I have a hard time grasping that. Well, you go and think about some of your dreams. You think of dreams and surrealistic daydreams that we have sometimes. The unconscious yes. thinks and processes in a completely different fashion to the conscious mind, and part of my theory is that it, it thinks and functions in pictures and images or metaphor and archetype. Carl Jung, well-known European psychologist, spent his whole life studying the metaphors of the unconscious mind, claiming that that on the unconscious world, which is 90% of all consciousness, we are thinking in a completely different fashion than conscious mind. And what reverse speech, I believe, is doing, it is seeing these unconscious pictures and translating them to words. I just think it's harder for the public to understand the relevance when it's metaphoric. Uh, when you hear Neil Armstrong say right. man here man will spacewalk in right. reverse that is so clear and so relevant right uh, to what is being said forward that it's there's no question about it right. but when we get off into these other areas uh, anyway continue well uh, what continue with the metaphor discussion uh, no um uh, with the willies um Okay, well, let's uh, let's look at the one on Hillary Clinton, you know, and maybe we could talk about metaphors more as we go go along, because right. it's really been the thrust of my career. It's been the whole metaphoric development of reverse speech. So, and uh, here's this one on Hillary Clinton I wanted to look at. You know, initially when this first started, and I would be accused of something, or my husband would be accused of something, I would be really upset. Now, this one says, "Evil lips are hammering it." 
this is a woman in fear, I suspect. And uh, I think uh, let's let's just look at one more reversal, and then we'll move on to. All right, uh, back now to uh, David Oates, and we are going to complete the um, uh, the reversals on Major Ed Dane. Okay, all right, we're going to uh, pick this up. Is uh, this uh, one here? He's talking about a uh, volcanic eruption. The next type of event, for instance, the next um, volcanic eruption in North America. Yes. That limits the geographical uh, area to North America. And uh, we know that when we, per- we perceive, let's say, a, a mammoth mountain blowing its top, that that is the next volcanic eruption. Now, uh, once again, we have the word warn again. Hope you know I warn you. Hope you know I warn you. Hope you know I warn you, no problem. And this is what, I think the fourth or the third or fourth reversal I played on the word warning. It was over and over and over throughout the entire tape. And like I said, I went I went out for gold this week. <laughs> I'm going, okay. <laughs> so, uh, it's nothing like hearing reversals to uh, make you stir into action. Um, I quite agree. Now, this one here, we uh, get down to uh, the more, uh, uh, probably the side of uh, remote viewing that he probably in, in, enjoys enjoys greatly, like with reverse speech. I enjoy working with my clients and actually helping people. And here he's talking about finding missing children, which is also a compassionate way to use technology. Um, another one that it's very, it, that's even more difficult to do is missing children. Almost always missing children are, are out there. Or street urchins, or they're with a family member, but it's the ones where a child has been killed, uh, or sometimes tortured, that are very difficult to. Okay, and back with he says um, that the they must feel it. That's when I grow. They must feel it. That's when I grow. That's when he gets his most satisfaction out of it. And if he lets that I grow. And the feel as as the And again. And the feel as as the Right. And you see his a uh, humanistic, emotional, compassionate side coming out in that reversal. That sure. Reversal actually quite touched me when I found it. Uh, now we're moving on to the subject of disease again. Uh, a very uh, simple reversal on this section, straight to the point. Will not be able to develop vaccines, uh, antidotes. Um, uh, antibiotics in the case of uh, bacterial infections to, uh, fast enough to be able to keep up with these diseases. They're going to really kill us off. And back with very simply, go and get disease. I get disease. I get disease. I get disease. Boy, that's clear. Yeah, exactly clear. Uh, if, if nothing else, he uh, he is certainly very congruent about what he is saying. There's uh, no uh, cons going on here that I can um, okay, uh, we are moving on to, uh, uh, uh talking about, uh, projecting the future of a, uh, corporation. That's okay. one, uh, that, that is one thing that we can't use that for. We cannot discern alphanumerics, but we can look and we can perceive the trajectory and time of an enterprise, like a company or a corporation, what they're going to do. So it's, it could be used in a, in a stock market. So when he says it can be used in the stock market, a very reversal of backwards, the share broker in the market. Share broker in the market. Hmm. Share broker in the market. Share broker in the market. 
<laughs> now, but, yeah, uh, just a uh, very straightforward reversal. Now, the next one uh, it comes out of left field a little bit, getting back to the topic of guns and military. Reversal is the scram in the fight, nurse the gun, scram, run for cover. And I think this is getting back to that there is some calamity that is going to come. And, you know, i got to tell you, I have found reversals on me and uh, some of the people in, associated in my organization that are also of equal concern. Uh, reversals say move, get away, run, escape. Now, whether that is just a collective fear, that uh, I'm finding similar information in reverse feet to what he is saying in, re- in remote viewing. So, anyway, scram in the fight, nurse the gun. Scram in the fight, nurse the gun. Scram in the fight. Scram in the fight, nurse the gun. Yes. Scram in the fight, nurse the gun. Okay? Yes. Okay, now we're getting on to, he's talking about a Stargate uh, that he has found here, uh, that he's remote view with a, uh, once again, a very uh, simple reversal. And uh, we are playing that right now. There is a thing, there is a, 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 I'll call it a thing, for all intents and purposes, that's already in place and essentially has been waiting, waiting for, um, waiting for someone to find it. And he's referring to a Stargate, I think. He, he said that. And then the backwards says, that heals NASA. That heals NASA. Wow. That heals NASA. That heals NASA. Okay. So uh, we're just looking at some very straightforward, simple reversals here. There's a no doubt over what they mean. We just look at the complementarity. And uh, here is a, he is a man of, of concern. Uh, this one here is a very, very strong reversal. He's talking about the thank sanctuary, places that are less affected by the Mad Max scenario. There are sanctuaries, evidently, that are places where that will be less affected by the Mad Max scenario. I've talked about these before, too. And uh, backwards, he says, damn the love, or it could be damned the love. I, I was hearing this one both ways. They have to sell. In other words, get out. You know, if, if, Forget your attachment. Move. Sell. Get to a safe place. Damn the love they have to sell. 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 Okay? Yes. Speaks for itself, I think. And uh, let's just look at the one uh, final reversal here um, that I found interesting. He was He's theorizing about pre-existence. Okay? And uh, here we go. We have this, this physical bicameral brain now. This mind that associates itself with the physical reality that we have. The reality that we are before we come into existence in this body is so very different. The milieu is so very different than this physical milieu. Now, this one will just raise thoughts with people. He talk about the reality is very different. He says, they, they knock you off, you cry. Whatever that means. They knock you off, you cry. They knock you off, you cry. Well, it would be interesting. Sorry? Yeah, it would be interesting to ask Ed Dames what he thinks that means. But oh, yeah. again, that, that sounds somewhat metaphoric to me. Well, I, okay, I just, I, I kind of thought it just meant exactly that. <laughs> you know, we're sort of thrown into this world and we wake up crying and go, oh my gosh, where, where are we? So, yeah, but see, that, that, again, <laughs> that right. seems to me to be an interpretation. David, go ahead and give out your information. I know you want to give out uh, information to people on your new, what, what are they, clubs? Right, yes, it's a, uh, it's, it's called Dorsa, the David Oak Reverse Speech Alliance. 
the national chairman is a chap by the name of B.J. Bruchok, B-R-U-C-H-O-K. He's in Washington State. Um, he has so far organized seven different chapters. These things are growing very, very fast. I'm stunned at the growth of this. There's, and you can contact him by calling area code 360-876-6296. Now, the main reverse speech office, if you want to get hold of a hold of reversing machines to do this, for yourself, we actually have a sale going on now. We've bought in some cheaper models. You can call the office at 1-800-669-5789. That's 800-669-5789. For those people waiting for our newsletter, Back Talk, it is in the printers now. We're going to be mailing that out next week. Um, I'm going to be in Denver this weekend at the Arcel Chat Club. I'll be lecturing there on Saturday night. Uh, for more information, you can call area code 303-695-6621. 303-695-6621. The main reverse speech number once again is 1-800-669-5789. All right. Um, a very interesting program tonight. That's, that's all I can say. All right, David, thank you very much. Thank you very much. And, and take care. I will tell you what I think. I think that a reverse speech um, is real. And I have formed that opinion based on many, many shows that we have done with direct reversals. In other words, a congruent reversal that seemed to either validate what the person says or show, will show it to be a lie. But I think that although there may be something, uh, I cannot deny it, there may be something, very much something, to these metaphoric reversals. I think that metaphors, even in, in the, um, when they're said in, you know, completely forward speech, are interpretive. And I think that uh, David tends to get in trouble when he uses them in a public forum, whether it would be on my program, or it would be in front of a chat club, or it would be in front of any group that is hearing reverse speech for the first, second, third, or even fourth time, the metaphors are a real problem and do the credibility of reverse speech harm. That's my take on it, and I'm just, you know, I'm a neophyte. I'm, as you, I have heard uh, quite a bit of reverse speech, and in the first many programs we did, when we stayed away from metaphors, and I have consistently advised David for the, the sake of credibility to stay away from metaphors, the interpretive, uh, I think it went very well. But I think when you get into a lot of these, these metaphoric statements that can mean this or can mean that, you get into trouble. That's my view. Uh, west of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi. Hello. Well, I guess not. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Good morning. Hello? No, you're not. A wild card line. You're on the air. Good morning. I can't hear you, dear. Oh, I see what's wrong. I'm sorry. Hold on a moment. I see what why this isn't working. Let me hear this line. Let me go back to this line. Hello there. Hello? Yes. Yes, this is Paula in Kansas City. Yes, Paula. And uh, I wanted to speak up in defense of the metaphors for a minute because I have a David Oates machine. All right. And I, when, I bought a metaphor dictionary to go with mine. 
And what I have seen is that everybody is using these same metaphors in reverse speech. And the thing about it is it proves that everyone is communicating in this other language all the time, or we wouldn't all have Oh, I, I, look, I think that, uh, listen, uh, let, let me get rid of the echo here. I think that is absolutely correct. My only point is that to the uninitiated, the new listener, um, reverse speech is difficult enough at best uh, as you begin to absorb what's going on. And when you get into the metaphors, you make it doubly and triply difficult uh, for the, the newbie to even begin to grasp what they're hearing. Well, I agree with you on that. I just think, and what I don't think has been mentioned by David Oates or, or brought up is the fact that, like, we have a whole bunch of metaphors we use in forward speech, and they're also used in reverse, but there's this whole other set. And then, like you said, there's certain groups have kind of their own inside metaphors. And the fact that, like, even the ones that everybody uses, like this wolf he's mentioned quite often. Wolf is frequent. Yeah. Okay. The fact that the whole general public is, that's showing up in everybody's reverse speech. It doesn't matter who you put in there in reverse speech. Some common ones keep showing up. That What could be said about the metaphors would just be the fact that everybody's using them proves that we are all communicating on this other level or we wouldn't all have the same other vocabulary. I agree. You see what I'm saying? Yes, I and do. And I think that that might, every now and then when a metaphor comes in, that might help the understanding of it a little bit. And I, I do agree that though. Some of them are hard to de- determine now. On that Area 51 call, yep. I had a bunch of um, reversals, more than David had, but, you know, I can understand maybe why he didn't put some of them on the air, and maybe he didn't find some of the same ones. But I had heal with B instead of heal, heal the feet or whatever, but I had the word heal, you know, hmm. in there. And I also had one that said, uh, now weep with Harry. And he was crying. And now we've with Harry of something about the looseness of spiritual life. And there was quite a few that, you know, that might have been something to interpret, too, so that might not be one that he wanted to put on the air. Exactly. You I, see what uh, I mean? Yes, but, I, the, oh, but the fact now we with Harry, he was crying. And I think that was made his very hard to reverse was the fact that he was crying. And, you know, when people crying, they're kind of clip their words off. Yeah, or, but on the other side of the coin, David says that uh, very emotional moments, uh, yield the best and clearest reversals. Well, they well if they are if your forward speeches like when he was saying the fire the house is on fire she right. said that clearly. But when person's crying they're kind of you know their voice jumps up and down. Right, yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, all right, thank you very much. Uh, it's true. Again, I'm just. I guess I'm just saying that um, in the early shows that we did with David. Uh, the reversals were not metaphoric at all, and they were clear, they were easy to understand, and they re- related directly to what was being said forward. For example, the Sidonia reversal. Uh, yes, oh, I love that one. You bet I did. Uh, it was very clear to me, and it demonstrated, I guess to any of uh, that uh, reverse speech, that there really is something to it. But when you get down to these interpretive statements, I think people are more easily able to say, what a bunch of BS, and just mentally reject it. That's, that's all I'm saying. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi, Art. How are you today? Fine. Um, I hope that we can fit all this in because it gets to the bottom of the hour. Right. But I have, um, I, it's a very powerful show tonight. It's fantastic. And my name is John, and I'm listening from Marshall, Michigan. Okay. Um, so I have to listen to, 
outlying, and you faded it out on me, but I've got you on a bunch of different locations, and okay. I bounced all over with the radio. Okay. Um, I'm wondering about the Courtney Brown affair. Is oh, my any- God, that's ancient now, but what are you wondering? Has anybody tried to reverse the speech on that? Oh, yes, we did that long ago. Oh, I missed out on it. Um, <laughs> yeah, long ago. I really... Uh, I really feel bad about missing out on that. I was wondering about, since I have the tape, I was wondering about getting a machine and then trying to do it myself. Is it, you think it's a difficult thing to learn how to do? No. Uh, yes and no. In other words, if you're looking for straight reversals that are congruent with what's being said forward, I think you will find them. Um, and I think you cannot do it with a computer. You've got to find them with a tape machine. Okay. And then once you've found them, you can then put the forward part and the reverse part on a computer, if you wish, and it makes it easy to play as David does on the air. Do you uh, have any conscious memory of how that ended up turning out, the reversals on that? Did it, it, was, up, it was so long ago. Did it work out towards his benefit or against his benefit? Um, Pretty like, much against. Okay, because I was noticing on these tapes, um, on these reversals with Ed Dames, that it was... It was working out towards his benefit. It seemed to be, yes. It seemed very interesting. All right, thanks, Art. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir, and take care. Um, I agree. It showed at Dames to be uh, congruent, and I'm not surprised. Now, we could have a big argument about whether at Dames and remote viewing is a valid discipline. If you want to have a big argument about that, you can. But I think that it showed what I thought all along, and that is Ed Dames is passionate about what he's saying and believes what he's saying. And I think that's what came through uh, in the reversals, clearly came through. Uh, there was an awful lot of warning in there, and that's what Ed Dames does. His nickname is Dr. Doom. He knows that. So I'm not surprised that it came out the way it did. Um, now, whether remote viewing is an accurate discipline or not, people will argue about that, I suppose through the incongruity. But surely, I think it came through clearly that Ed Dames believes what he's saying. We'll be right back. Mail and then get Richard on the line. Yes, indeed. Let's get on to this stuff. This is, uh, uh, this, this is not a part of reverse speech I particularly enjoy, is this uncovering of stuff like this. So. Did you say anything to her? I remember saying to her, I saying, you are just not going to believe this. And backwards, she says, but we messed up. But we messed up. But we messed up. And again. And she's talking about talking to Linda Tripp. Yeah, very clear. Very clear. And, uh, you know, I just think things didn't go the way they wanted it to go. Um, She's a woman clearly afraid. Um, I think she's telling a true story. Um, And uh, you can go to my website and see the rest of the... Oh, that's right. Now, we should tell everybody uh, you have a very extensive website. If you will go to um, my website, folks, uh, right now and just scroll on down to um, a David John Oates name uh, and click on that. You will go to his website, and there you can listen to audio clips 
that he has prepared. You probably by now have hundreds or thousands of them up there. Oh, there's probably a couple of thousand clips up there at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, just it, it's a very extensive website. Um, some of those reversals are exceptionally clear. Um, a lot of my research information is covered there. Um, uh, some of the tests that I've done. Um, if you want to do it yourself, there's a product section there. Um, we've actually got a special on machines now. Uh, or you can call the office at 1-800-669-5789. 800-669-5789 for more information. Um, and um, just have a tour through the website and and there you go. All right. David, uh, hold on. We're going to take a break here at the bottom of the hour. We are going to connect with Richard Hoagland, if everything goes as planned. And when we come back, the reversals on Dr. Malin, the man, the contractor who is in charge of the photography. And, and we've had an amazing statement from JPL today that they are going to go after the Mars face. It is a two-page document in which they say they're bowing in effect to public pressure and they're going after it soon. We'll be right back. All right. uh, Richard Hoagland is here with us now. And in the interest of time, I am going to ask Richard C. Hoagland to be brief, which is like asking the president to become a monk. But I'm going to try it. Richard, there are some remarkable, remarkable things going on today. Number one, uh, the big release from JPL entitled Mars Global Surveyor to attempt imaging of features of public interest. So they actually come right out and say uh, virtually that public pressure is there and they're going to do it. It's quite an announcement. What do you make of it? Well, it's even better than that because if you go to the web and you look at the codes you know how uh, uh, various uh, web codes are written in HTML language? Sure. The actual file for this press release is sedonia.html. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> so although they kind of try to obscure it in the first paragraph, they do say that they, they, w- they will attempt to take several images of features of public interest ranging from the Mars Pathfinder Viking mission landing sites to the Sedonia region. Now, what's really interesting at the bottom of this release, down at the bottom of the first page, it says... The Mars Pathfinder and Viking landers are very small targets to image, even at the closest distance possible, because of the, the smallest object that the camera can see. The Sedonia features, on the other hand, are hundreds to thousands of times larger, and the camera should be able to capture some of the features in that area. Yes, I'm reading along with you. There has been a 180-degree tone difference. Remember how Dr. Malin, oh, yeah. who we'll get to in a few moments here, has been saying for years how incredibly, impossibly, in, it is stupidly difficult it is for him to take a picture of the face. It'll be in the tape, yes, of oh, course. Oh, he has gone over and over and over again how impossible and how the chances are very small. And yep, yep, yep. It's a postage stamp size thing, and he's moving so fast, and he can't really target, and he right. can't really scan the camera. Right. Suddenly this release comes out and says that these things are thousands of times bigger than the Viking lander, which he's going to try to take pictures of, and undoubtedly they will get should be able to get capture some of the features in the area. In other words, there has been, at some level, a political sea state change. Yeah, and I, I agree with you. And I think you are absolutely right in crediting this audience, the 20 million people who are listening to us right now tonight, with being a major part of that sea state. All right. Do you take this uh, sea change uh, to uh, at face value? 
Well, if it wasn't for David Oates, I would. David, by the way, good morning. Um, David, uh, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Hi, Richard. Um, when, when David called me up a couple days ago, of course, you're, you had scheduled this show with David as your sole guest tonight. Right. Uh, about a week ago. We did not know until a few hours ago that NASA was going to release today on the JPL website That's across right. the world. That's right. This announcement. And it was because of the timing and because of, of, of David's interesting reversals on Malin that he asked you if I could do the show with him yeah. in terms of interpretation. Makes sense. So this has all converged together. And if what was the reversal I played you yesterday, Richard, about, right. about going public? If it weren't for the mail-in reversals, I would take this press release as evidence that maybe, just maybe, we were winning. But when you hear what Dr. Malin is secretly thinking and planning and contemplating and hiding, I frankly think that we're being given another shaggy dog story. And as the, as the next few minutes progresses, people across America are going to hear for themselves what kind of a double agenda is behind this mission. All right. I guess that's your cue, David. Okay. Well, I'm going to go through these reversals one by one. I have about uh, ten of them to play, and I'm going to get Richard to help me with interpretation. Go right ahead. Because uh, he's uh, far more knowledgeable than I am. Here's the first one. When the spacecraft is in its far or most of the orbit, it's pointed towards the sun. What we do is we try to take a picture as the spacecraft goes from that uh, orientation where the camera's looking backwards to the orientation where the spacecraft is looking at the sun. Okay, talking about the process of taking the pictures. Now, right. backwards on this one, the reversal is her ship will get the dust. Her ship will get the dust. Now, I, well, I don't know what ship he's talking about. We had the ship on the, uh, several ships on the NASA, uh, uh, public, uh, on the reversals we did on, uh, Ray Savage and Don Villard, um, or the other way around, and, uh, they talked about ships in the Sidonian. All right, I, I haven't heard any of this, and I'm gonna make a guess right now, uh, that they're talking about a dust storm. Uh, well, we have a reversal up. They are coming up about a storm. Her ship will get the dust. Richard? Uh, let's just take that at face value and move on quickly. They're much more interesting. Right. Okay. Coming up. Right. During the heating, the camera is not looking at looking away from the direction of motion, so it doesn't full, feel the full force of the of the atmospheric friction. Mm-hmm. And reverse on this one is her ships carry survivor, and there's the ship once again. The ship carry survivor. And again. Okay? Yes, oh yes. Yep, they're exceptionally clear reversal. Now, there's, let me pause here. This reference to her is very interesting for reversals that we'll get to in a couple of minutes. And the big question is who is the her right. that Malin is referring to? Right. Her is not NASA. Her is not the United States of America. Her is not Lady Liberty. Who is her? Let's keep on going, shall we? Go ahead. Okay. Uh, but I can't be any more specific than that, any more than you could, you know, uh, predict what the stock market's going to be in, in three years. Now, this gets down to your storm comment, Art. This, this reversal says, between the dome in the land, they give us the storm we need. Now, who is they? What is the dome in the land that they are talking about? Let's run this, and then we'll discuss it. 
and all Egyptologists to this day can't understand why this powerful goddess, one of the central figures of the whole Egyptian pantheon, is, is replicated or depicted as a throne, as a seat, as a chair, all right? Now, I think this gets very close to David and his interpretation, because the throne of, of goddesshood is the throne of power, of might, of dispensation, of all favors, that kind of thing. There is far more behind this Mars mission than merely a scientific expedition. All the reversals that, that I have analyzed on this describe an undercount of a spiritual quest, a coming back home. So to, so to speak, and let me play a, a, a just wait, wait a minute, David. So she then or her is a, uh, a a goddess. Is that correct, Richard? There was a specific reference in the Pathfinder reversals that we did on the press conferences, David. Yes, to the goddess. Uh, going to meet the god. Uh, do you have that uh, one you handy? The goddess, right? Eh? We have that one handy. Uh, I can pull that up real quick, and then I want to play the really, the, we've got uh, two very significant okay. reversals right. to play after that. Let All me, right. uh, I'm pulling this one up right now. I was hoping for a yes or no answer, Richard. <laughs> All right, this is, this is, this is a verse that Richard's talking about. Uh, let's just run a small section forward. That contains a set of basically discrete motion commands. Now, this is a very unusual reversal in a scientific context. Did you accept the goddess? This is back in the. Did you accept the goddess? Did you accept the goddess? Now All let right. me let me run you another reversal now on Malin. That's a, a very very similar uh, similar theme, and I'm just uh, uh, talking a little bit while I pull this one up. And uh, the the overall thing with all these Mars missions that I have done is this undercount of a spiritual mission in this whole thing. And this reversal is remarkable. Uh, well, there's, there's two things. The thing I normally tell them is I'll certainly give it a try, but I can't guarantee that I'm going to get a picture of it. Now, this reversal says, going to meet your new father in the light. Notice the whole religious, spiritual context behind this. Mm -hmm. Going to meet your new father in the light. You got that? I got it all right. I'm just not as good at connecting the metaphors as apparently the two of you are. Richard, uh... Okay, let me, let me uh, stop here for a second. In forward speech, he's talking about he's going to try to get a picture of the face. Yep. But he cannot guarantee he will get a picture. Right. In reverse, his unconscious subconscious is saying, going to meet your new father in the light. The face on Mars to Mike Malin represents the Father, the Godhead, Osiris, etc. There is a consistent theme here going back 30 years, which we've proven with the computer, this Osiris, Sirius, Isis business that we find over and over and over again. What we're finding in the reversals, which of course when I started looking at the computer constellation configurations, I had no idea we'd ever have this kind of data available. We find that in, in, their, in their deepest, innermost emotions and feelings and needs, these priests, this priesthood, this inner elect select sect is carrying out what they deem to be a religious ritual of pursuing the Godhead with our money and keeping us, the unwashed, the profane, the ones that are not of the in crowd, from knowing what they're doing. This is Richard, the theme... Uh Oh, hold it, everybody. Uh, David, does your analysis of these metaphors uh, agree with that? It, 
absolutely agrees with that. There is this whole spiritual mission to going back to Mars. For some reason, the NASA people are thinking that this is a uh, this is a spiritual pilgrimage to return home. Hey, look, mm. this is this is a reversal I found on the, on on uh, Ray Savage actually describing the face. I'll just play the reversal. It says he says that's divine. That's divine. You remember this one I played? I do. And I played that one. And this was followed immediately by We're Riding a Shielded Vessel. We're Riding a Shielded Vessel. We're Riding a Shielded Vessel. And there's this whole thing of a mission. They're on this spiritual quest. Um, I was stunned when I found these reversals, you know, and I didn't even want to play these. This is right out of left field from what my whole research is heading into. And, uh, you know, when I was at Richard's conference in Pasadena, I reluctantly started playing these ones and Richard's getting light bulbs going off <laughs> everywhere and it's connecting with all these other data. What I want to know is why is they, why is there this spiritual reason for going back to Mars? I, I think though that Richard's uh, metaphoric light bulbs in this area go off easier than mine. <laughs> well, you see, it's a whole specialized field. But, but that's also true when Richard and I are discussing um, um, uh, mythical and metaphoric things, even in forward speech, so I'm not surprised. Uh, well, nevertheless, yeah, I, mean, I do follow what you two are saying. Well, see, I mean, well, no, what, 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 David, what's very impressive to me is before you and I ever met, before we had our first conversation, before I, you know, before Art ever sent you that first nasty interview, I was looking in the computer at the landing and liftoff times of various planetary missions. And what we found, and I've had aerospace experts and celestial mechanics totally verify, is that the, quote, coincidences of key religious alignments of these constellations which were central to the ancient religious Egyptian calendar thousands of years ago, Art, in Egypt, were showing up with incredible repetition and incredible coincidence over and over and over again. All right, Richard, answer. The most non-religious activity of the 20th century you. going answer. into space. I've got your answer time now. Is it the goddess? Is that her? I believe so, yes. Thank I you, David. So. Richard? I didn't understand the question. Is the you, her the, the goddess? Yeah, her is the you. goddess is Isis, which was Sirius. Thank you. The star Sirius, which was at 19.5 degrees. Uh, when yes. Armstrong and Aldrin landed on the moon on July 20th, sixty-nine. Let me give you a simple down-to-earth analogy of a metaphor that, that everyone could understand. If I'm to say to you, I will stab you in the back, does that mean I'm going to get a knife and stick it in? Not that... necessarily, but in these modern days, it could. Well, the point I'm making is that is a metaphoric statement that we are very used to in our in this world, the world in which you live is full of metaphors, and we understand that. We were brought up with it, we were raised with it, it's part of language. Now, the unconscious thinks differently than the conscious, and it has a different metaphoric structure and uh, a different meanings to these metaphors, and that's where reverse speech is coming from. And what reverse speech is saying is that there is a whole spiritual side to us, that we are spiritual beings we are connected to the creator believe that and reverse speech probes and taps into some of these mysteries in a way that has not been done ever but a lot of it a lot of the dialogue sounds like it's right out of romeo and juliet well or that is because 
you are just being hearing it for the first time. It's a learning curve. Let's All right. start with reverse speech 101 and move and move move up. All right. I understand. All right. All right. Richard, break time. Okay. Stand okay. by, Richard. Everybody, everybody, everybody stand by. The clock will not allow us to go on. I'm Art Bell from the high desert. This is Coast to Coast AM. And now I'm bringing these two gentlemen back, and I want to read one quick fact, which I agree with completely, uh, and it is as follows. And this really um, goes, Richard, to you and to David with respect to metaphoric um, analysis. Uh, it's Daryl in Los Angeles who says, with all due respect, I would advise David Oates, whose work I generally and greatly admire, that when it comes to interpretations presented to the millions who are listening, Stick with the concrete and avoid the results of analysis that focus on the abstract. I would keep the latter in the classroom and the lab for now. And I, I think that's really good advice, but uh, you Well, proceed. with all due respect, I totally disagree. We are surrounded art by metaphor. Life is built on metaphor. Great art, great poetry. You are extolling the virtues of Jim Cameron's, you know, epic Titanic. It is multiple levels. Great art always has multiple levels sure. of metaphor and symbolic meaning. But and the, the, the problem with it is, Richard, it's interpretive. Well, it's interpretive until you get to an aha. We are, we are two lines away from an aha, all right? All right, all right. Let, let's get. To, let's see if we get. Let's see if everybody goes aha the same way. All right. Predictive model. Okay. Let's see, have, Richard. Stop. Let's see if we all get to the aha moment. Well, let me lay it out. All right. All right. The predictive model that I've been working on is that NASA's hidden agenda is an ancient, sacred Egyptian religion. Right. And that we are looking at a bunch of priests masquerading as scientists, right. spending our money to do something that they think is sacred and crucial and important that we're not supposed to be included in. Right. Namely, finding God or finding the reality of a civilization out there which somehow was connected to God. Our, our origins. Our origins, and that it's intricately linked with this Egyptian cosmology, which has come down to us over the last hundred years in book after book after book after book, and all you have to is read. That's the model. Here comes the aha, okay? Okay. David, do the, uh, uh, the one about Satellite 7. Okay, I had the Father Light queued up again, um, so let's just go to that one. And um, when when I finish talking with Richard, before we get to Ed Danes, I, I just want to briefly have a final word on this, on the whole metaphors and how I think that we can help solve this. This is clearly a, a, a big issue in reverse speech that needs to be resolved. Mm -hmm. All right, here we go to the next reverse. You know, to their, to their concern and their upset that it's not going to go, all I can say is, geez, I'm sorry. <laughs> So that's, you know, that's the reality of the thing. Now, this reversal says, hear the lie with Satellite 7. You know I you with Satellite 7. You know I you with Satellite 7. And again. You know I you with Satellite 7. All right, I hear, hear the lie, and I hear Satellite 7, and I hear a little something in the middle that I can't quite make out. And let's do it again. You know I you with Satellite 7. You know I you with Satellite 7. Why? You know why you with Satellite 7. Yes. What it's with. are you hearing? It's with. Okay. It's, this it's is not with. metaphorical yeah. at all. Huh? This is very literal. All right. A few minutes ago, uh, Ron Brown and I, Ron Brown, <laughs> Ron Nix and I uh, were having a conversation regarding some of these because I faxed them over to him. 
And I had him take out a pad and to begin to note down all of the NASA missions to Mars, okay? Yes. The first mission in 65 was Mariner 4. Then in 69, Mariner 6 and 7. In 76, Vikings 1 and 2. In 71, I missed Mariner 9, all right? And then in 93, we had Mars Orbiter, which blew up. And then now we have Mars Surveyor, all right? Satellite 7 was Mars Observer, the spacecraft that disappeared. Hear the lie with Satellite 7. In other words, it didn't disappear. And the possibility exists, and this is my, my greatest apprehension, that the photographs they're going to show us in the next couple of weeks of Sidonia are photographs they actually took five years ago with Mars Observer, Satellite 7, and they've had five years with supercomputer technology to make your grandmother disappear, let alone the whole solar system, let alone the face on Mars dissolve into a bunch of random rocks when they give us the super, super close-up. Okay, let me now uh, prove my point. Uh, that is your interpretation of the meaning of Satellite 7. Uh, David, are you able to uh, also, with as much conviction, uh, tell me and tell the audience that those uh, statements mean what Richard says they mean. Oh, boy. Uh, I did not know what Satellite 7 meant, and I rang Richard to ask him for his opinion. I stand by the reversal. Uh, I am. Uh, I accept Richard's judgment. There you go. How, how's that? Okay. I'm not, I, I do not know what Satellite 7 means completely. I do believe that going to meet your new father in the light Another verse I'm going to play now is referring to a uh, spiritual mission. I uh, Clearly, uh, whatever Satellite 7 is, there is a lie. The key word is lie and deception. All right. Well, uh, Art, it is interestingly coincidental that the seventh mission to Mars was Mars Observer, the one where I had four JPL engineers call me after our press conference and tell me it was not dead. It was alive and well, and NASA had taken its stealth. So now, in 1998, Malin says backwards, here the lie with Satellite 7, which segues into the next reversal, which is remarkable in what it tells us the real agenda is. Okay, right. let's move on. For example, there are a lot of people who are interested in whether or not, you know, there's life on planets around other solar systems, you know, mm -hmm. other stars and so on. Mm -hmm. Well? Okay, so you're saying, you know, people are wondering whether there's life on on other stars and so forth. Yes. Reversal, through that night, the source of the Nile was sent out. I, this reversal rocked my socks off when I... Found All right, let's hear it. Through that night, the source of the Nile was sent out. Through that night, the source of the Nile was sent out. And again. Through that night, the source of the Nile was sent out. <laughs> you got that? Uh, yes, clearly, I could hear it. Uh, exactly clear reversal. Now, let me make a comment. So what do these things mean? Well, me Richard... Comment, okay. In our work, 15 years of me and my colleagues attempting to get NASA to fess up and be honest and level with us as to what they found, we have developed an extraordinary model that links the monuments of Mars with the monuments of ancient Egypt, that there's some kind yes. of connection. Yes, I know. Okay. Malin is saying through that night the source of the Nile was sent out, meaning, remember, it follows on the Here the Lie with Satellite 7. When the images came down in 93 from this spacecraft that we thought disappeared, 
Through that night, the source of the Nile was sent out. It was sent out from Mars as pictures received here. The source of the Nile, the Nile is a metaphor for the Egyptian civilization art. Not a big leap, just a little leap, okay? It's like when you say the White House. You don't mean the damn building. You mean the president. You mean the administration. That's right. All right. The source of the Nile, the source of that incredible thing they're worshiping, the basis of the Egyptian cosmology, the Egyptian civilization they revere, was sent out from Mars from the lie of Satellite 7, which was Mars Observer. Okay, look, I, look, I can't uh, deny the possibility that it may be exactly as you suggest, Richard, but what I hear here is metaphoric statements that David has uh, pulled in reverse uh, being fed to somebody who lives his life in metaphors. I do not live my life in metaphors. I live my life in numbers. Well, yeah, but, 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 and, and, but with metaphoric meanings. Right, I, mean, I am a generalist. Okay. I, my followed this, I followed this yellow brick road many, many years ago, wherever it would lead. And it had led me, because of the computer and the configurations, this ancient Egyptian cosmology, in all of the NASA liftoffs and landings and missions, you got to say, wait a minute, this signal is trying to tell us something. Then so when you hear in reverse the, the unconscious, the subconscious of these major players, Villard and Savage a year ago, Malin now, yes. saying essentially the same things in the same context. Yeah, I'm with you. At yeah. very different levels of the agency. No, I'm with you. That's you know, the thing words, that it's, it's the gestalt. And when you say certain, no, I am not certain. Please do not interpret my my enthusiasm for this as certainty. What it is is apprehension that we're going to be given the shaft once again because, if anything, what this is revealing is that the Dr. Malin, who's, you know, talking to Linda in forward speech about numbers and orbits and, you know, misdistances, is not the same Malin who secretly is worshipping a goddess and thinks he's going to go meet the Father in the light when he flies over the face of Sidonia. Okay. May I make some statements here? Sure. Okay, let me say this. There is a consistent theme through the reversals, all the reversals I have done on all the Mars missions. Of that, there's no doubt. I've got hundreds of reversals on the Mars missions, and they all have this undercurrent of this Egyptian metaphoric theme to them. I don't understand what that means. I, I, I don't understand. I, I, I draw on Richard, because he's the only person I know who knows about Mars. I certainly don't. I stand by reverse speech. I stand by the fact that these phrases do exist. I stand by the fact that there is a spiritual side to the whole Mars mission. Now, when we move on the reversals on Ed Dane, you will see another consistent theme that is totally different to the Mars mission. All right, but did anybody out there see, did anybody out there see conspiracy theory with Mel Gibson? Oh yeah, I saw that. All right, well, it, to me. Some of this is a little like asking Mel Gibson if he thinks there was a conspiracy in the Kennedy assassination. Right. I right. mean, what, what kind of answer are you going to get? Art, Arthur, yes. my dear friend. Yes. We have a Dr. Malin. He's discussing taking pictures of Mars. And he says in reverse, through the night, the source of the Nile was sent out. No, I know. I mean, it's like Ray Villard and, and Savage talking about, you know, we're involved with Sidonia backward, and you saying the other night that a thousand monkeys could type for a thousand years and never produce that. And I stand by that statement. I stand by it. In and other that, words, that I'm was asking a, you. That was, Richard, as a matter of fact, would you please cue that one up for me, David? Which one are we talking about? The uh, uh, Villard um, a statement about Sidonia. 
Oh, oh, sure. Now, okay. see, that's the kind of um, that's the kind of thing I can sink my teeth into. And let's see what the audience thinks. Yeah, well, you will just keep on talking a little bit. You've got a little bit on the heart. Oh, wrong file. Um, yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's an amazing re reversal. Uh, it is. I mean, Cydonia is something that simply, as I said, a hundred thousand monkeys, whatever, would not come up within a gazillion years. And this is a word I have never, ever found before. In reverse speech. Absolutely. I agree with that. All right, so give us the forward and okay. reverse. Here we go. Uh, shortly after it got there, um, when the mapping began that year, uh, Viking Orbiter 1 uh, sent back the, the, the picture, and, and somebody noticed it on there. And it's kind of a neat thing, um, too. It's kind okay. of a neat thing. The, way the face of Mars and back was very clearly, we're involved with Cydonia. Very mild Cydonia. Now, that's what causes my light bulb to go off. Right. Well, the difference right. is you're dealing with technicians, PR people, versus a priest, a high priest. Malin isn't somebody they just brought in off the street. Malin has been involved in this all his professional life, going back through Caltech with other people that he was undergraduate student under, et cetera, et cetera. So the high priest is giving us Shakespeare. No, he is, giving, he is giving us ancient Egyptian religion. Uh, why? That was a metaphor, Richard. <laughs> Shakespeare. In other words, he, he, these... Um, it's more like Julius Caesar. Well, right, right. <laughs> these reverse metaphors, I think, are very difficult for the public to grasp. As difficult as when you come on the air, Richard, and talk about... The Egyptian connection. People have a you know, very difficult time. It would be interesting in, in, in your polling facility if you had activated it earlier tonight to see what the what the actual numbers are. You know why we didn't? I just got a call from Keith. We found that people have discovered how to uh, load the ballot box. Uh-oh. Yeah, I know. All right. Well, let me go back to my point here. I think, you know, yeah. I am discussing, uh, you know, Mars, pictures, verifying, you know, a possible ancient complex on another planet, right? Right. We're reversing the guy who's now got the, the power to take the pictures. And we have a press release that next week they're going to start this process. In the middle of this, he says the source of the Nile was sent out. What in the world is he doing thinking about the Nile? I don't know. But you, but you can't just ignore it. You can't I'm not, say it doesn't mean anything. I'm not doing that either. When I'm you just say saying, you I'm don't just... know, it must be taken in the context of all the other data, the celestial material, the other references to the goddess, her ships, you know, now, go to the next one, all right, David? Which one are we talking about? I actually have to target the pictures. Uh, one after the Nile. Oh, okay, right, just give me a little bit of time. These are in two separate sub subdirectories, eh? they are, okay. All right. Um, this uh, is the one that gives me a little hope that we've got something to work with here. Oh, now, this is the one that we, I actually rang you about, and, and I told Richard on the phone yes. Today, they're going to make some sort of announcement. They're going to go public with this, okay? This is the one you're talking about, right? Yep, that's okay. the one. This, this was before the announcement was made today. All right. Well, let's you say that, I, that I got the picture? Or that, you see, I actually have to target the pictures. So I say, hey, look, we're gonna be, it looks like the ground track's going over the face. Okay, put that target in, okay? Now we've got two reversals. first one says they shifted the rocket. I'm sorry, I deleted that one. We're going to do with this one. I found... Uh, who heard they shifted the rocket by the way? You didn't hear it because it wasn't there. Okay, this one, the rest actually says, I found the vessel, better go public. 
I hear that. I found the vessel. We better go public. Absolutely. And I rang Richard yesterday, and I said, they're going to go public. They're thinking about it. It's on their minds. Something's going to happen. I now, it is interesting you should say that, because earlier today I received a call from a certain uh, Washington lobbyist. <laughs> Who said, uh, who said, uh, guess what, Art? Um, I, I'm, I'm firmly believing that NASA is getting ready for disclosure with regard to Mars. And, Richard, you don't believe that, do you? No, I don't, and I'll tell you why. But this, this reversal, which is an insight into Malin's own thinking. Remember, that Malin is the guy who's been the designated hot seat. Everyone you've had on the show, from McDaniel to Carlotto, uh, to myself, to to the you know, the NASA people uh, in in that secret meeting back in November, they're all saying that basically he's on his own, that he gets to decide what pictures get taken and whether they get made public. Is that correct? Yep. And that he's kind of a rogue elephant; they can't control him, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. The way I read that is, Michael Malin, if he's not careful, is being set up for an incredible fall, and here's why. If Malin, high priest of this whatever religion he's practicing, decides to keep the Father in the Light secret, the photos of Sidonia, yes, and the other guys in the system decide that politically it's time to come clean, yes, he is a designated fall guy. He is the bad guy. They can say he stole the pictures, he kept them secret, we didn't tell us, we found out. You know, in other words, they they turn him in to state's evidence and become the good guys. This reversal indicates to me that because of some things that are going on that he is seeing in the pictures that he's taken to Mars already, right. that he is beginning to wonder if maybe he'd not better go public after all. That's well, I must, I must admit, we've got to wrap this up, but I've got to admit, this, the statement uh, from NASA is a remarkable shock of a surprise that they are going to actively go after and think they can get uh, they, as you read to us, Richard, from this, they, they think they can get the face now. Suddenly, no problem. It's big. We'll get it. That's a shock. Well, remember, there's a lot of other objects, and they have the strip capability of laying down a 100-mile strip of pictures a mile wide. I know, so, but when Malin was on, it was like 1 in 50 million exactly. shot or something, and now all of a sudden, no problem. state change. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So I, I think that is significant. About the rest of it, I don't know. I don't know. But, Richard, I, I want to thank you for being here. And well, let me let me leave people with, with an action item, all right? Real quick. You should not not fax Ted Koppel, Dan Golan, and John Holloman. Let them know you want to encourage this in the best possible light. You want the right pictures, the real pictures, the accurate pictures, and no funny business. It's only because you've been attentive that I think we're getting the, the politics change that we are. So, Art, if you don't have the fax numbers, I will fax them to you to give out after the after the break. All right. Well, Richard, I think we did achieve what we were trying to achieve. Uh, this statement proves it. Well, it's not proven. But Look, it's I'll tell you what, Richard. You and right direction. Richard, you and I will do a separate program, and we'll attack that soon. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Good. Um, that's Richard C. Hoagland, and those are the Malin reversals. Really interesting. Coming up. Major Ed Danes. I'm Art Bell, and this is Coast to Coast AM. Well, all right.
right. Uh, let us get right into it, David. We have reversals of the last appearance of Major Ed Dames on my program, Let's Rock. Okay, let us go right into this. Um, I want to start off a little bit out of a context first, but it's, I think it's a, probably a reversal to set the theme for the entire trend. And, All right. Uh, he's uh, talking about, uh, he's talking about, uh, about crops deteriorating, uh, pathogens killing off plant life, okay? Right. Something that would eventually uh, spread and kill all green-growing things. We don't know if it's all green-growing things. We know it doesn't affect algae. That's why. Well, I that's think, right. That's yes, right. It doesn't affect algae, though. That plant life. Now, backwards, he says uh, very uh, simply: decide to warn you. Okay. Decide to warn you. Yes, very clear and very relevant. Uh, the, the very uh, common theme throughout his entire um, session, he must have used the word warn at least, probably at least two dozen times. And I eventually uh, stopped doc documenting it. It was probably the most common word of all. He, uh, uh, th There are certain things that he believes in very, very, very strongly. And uh, the disease, the uh, plant pathogens are certainly way up there. But there are also some reversals that cause me some questions. So let's move on to one of this one now. And this is uh, now we're going to start running it in order. Okay? Sure. Actually, Fitech is working on it now, but we did not have that capability in 1991. If we did, we would have used it. Uh, obviously, that would be a nifty tool. But we didn't have that. He's he's actually talking about the psychokinesis, the ability to not only remote view but to also affect as well. And he's saying forward, you know, we didn't have that ability back then, but we're working on it now. And reverse, we have we have an extremely clear reversal that says defend that naval weapon. Defend that naval weapon. Defend that naval weapon. And again. Defend that naval weapon. Okay. Defend that naval weapon. Exactly correct. Very clear. Very, very clear. Extremely clear reversal. Um, now, I don't know what involvement Ed Dames, I don't know Ed Dames, um, I don't know what involvement he has with the Army or the Navy, but there are reversals throughout this that talk about military involvement and military activity that is current and ongoing. Um, so uh, we will uh, look at some of those. Um, I want to uh, look at, this is the next one in order that I'm playing. Evolve these techniques to the point where, where they are infallible when, uh, when used by a team, a professional team. That's a very strong word, infallible. 100% mm -hmm. uh, accuracy rate when you uh, do it as a full project. That's right. When, when professionals at SciTech do this as a full project. So he's saying forward that this is infallible when used by a full team. But backwards, he says, there's doubt. Then there's a little gap followed by offer the city. And that's a slightly metaphoric statement. Mm. City's a common word in reverse speak, referring to civilization. He has just released his, his modules on a public basis. And that's I right. think that there is some doubt. Well, particularly when he talks about the modules, there is incongruity there. I don't think that they are as infallible as he would like them to believe. There's no both of the city. There's no both of the city. You got that? Both of the city. I, I hear the city very clearly. Okay, we'll do the do it one more time. Both of the city. No. Uh, well, again. Both of the city. 
I'm sorry, the, the city is what I get. Okay, all right, well, uh, that's what I heard. The doubt off of the, off of the city. I thought that was exceptionally clear. Yeah, um, well, and then there's, uh, the, there's a problem. I really have a problem with these metaphors. I'm, I'm sorry. Well, I'm I, just going to skip all the metaphors, okay? I left a couple of them in. Um, a couple, well, there's a couple I still want to play, but defend that naval weapon, very clear reversal. Yes. I uh, I've de I decide to warn you. Here we have another warning reversal. Also, the weather results, as, as we know, are, are going to break the bank in many states. Economies uh, statewide are going to be um, going critical uh, quite soon. People Thank you. Talking about economies going critical quite soon, we've got two reversals here. The first one says, I warn you. I warn you. I warn you. Oh, and you clear as can be. Followed by, I've seen the market. And again. I've seen the market. Yep, I presume referring to the stock markets. You know what I did, Art? I went out and, I went out and got some gold this week after doing a day's reverse. <laughs> okay, all right, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that, if that, that, else, that's very interesting. Huh? That's very interesting. Yeah, if nothing else, he certainly believes in this, um, and uh, you know, and uh, and he has high congruity over the weather, the disease. Uh, that is now. That's not a comment on whether or not uh, remote viewing is real, but it certainly is a comment saying that Ed Dames believes it's completely real. Absolutely correct. And I'll tell you something very else that was interesting I noted too. There are certain words in reverse speech that will always reverse to say the same thing. I call these constant reversals. I tend not to document them. I'm only looking for the ones that are, that are not constant. But whenever he said remote viewing, yes. backwards it reversed, it reversed to I, I inform you. Hmm. Which is very interesting, and the same thing with with reverse speech. The actual the phrase reverse speech. Well, actually, let's look at speech reversals. The phrase speech reversal always reverses to soul server. It is serving our soul. And remote viewing always reverse to I inform you, which I huh. thought was interesting. Very interesting. Now this one, uh, I originally thought it was metaphoric, but I'm actually um, I, I think it means exactly what it means. All right, and I'll play it, and you. Decide for yourself. Okay. Well, I mentioned about the winds about a year ago, that the, that the jet streams are becoming erratic, starting to slip and slide and, and drop uh, down, and the winds would, the, that the winds would be very high. And backwards, he says, evil snow with black wood. And I actually saw a scene of devastation, contaminated snow, a, a charred remains. Okay? The evil snow with black wood. The evil snow with black wood. And again, I got, got it. No problem. Okay, and uh, I, I just uh, saw that as not metaphoric. For finally, I almost that was one of the ones I almost knocked out. And I need to say too that he had probably of all your guests I've done on your program, Ed Dame had the highest proportion of metaphor. I would say probably sixty seventy percent of his reversals were metaphoric in nature, referring to how I what I believe is the metaphoric structures and the unconscious abilities he has tapped into to do his remote viewing. So, and uh, once again, I I don't know Ed Dames. I uh, one of my students trained under him by a name by na chap by name of Jack Johnson, who I know has listened to this program tonight. And uh, and I did uh, ring Jack a couple of times while I was doing these to try to get some insight. Insight, right? Into what was going on. Um, uh, in light, here's another interesting one. In light, of, well, no, we won't do that. I was going to do a mad. Metaphor. We'll, we'll no. skip it. I, listen, David. Again, I think the the reason that I'm saying this to you is because 
I struggle with the metaphors. Right. Uh, and I think the majority of the public, particularly those relatively new to reverse speech, also struggle with the metaphors. So in getting the message of reverse speech out, it doesn't serve well. Well, I think I've tried to follow that with your program. I've stick primarily to the first level reversals. I must admit, I wanted to get into it sometimes. I got a little bit frustrated, but I understand. I, it, you know, it took me years to grasp the metaphors, and I left them alone. For I started doing this in '84, I, and I started finding metaphors pretty well from the first time I started. But I didn't even begin to mess with them until '88, '89. Well, then, then based on that, you've got to understand how the public is going to receive them. I understand that. The most important thing for me right now is to get the actual science of reverse speech itself accepted. I have got sufficient sure. evidence here to get this accepted. And uh, when after the break, I want to announce again the formation of a of a research group that we have we are forming right across the United States. Very right. exciting development in the whole reverse. Anyway, let's see how many we can squeeze in on Ed Dean. Okay, let's go. Martian invaders. National defense does not include that kind of thing. And it is an answer that they did not want to hear. It was at that juncture, 1985, that I became intensely interested in following up on this. What he's talking about? UFOs, National Defense did right. not want us to uh, uh, did not want to get involved in this. And Reversal says uh, they make you doubt it, referring to the UFO phenomenon. Okay. Very clearly, they make you doubt it. Which is a whole, uh, which is a whole public uh, a, a demeanor and approach, at least on the official level, to the UFO field. Right. Okay. Now, um, here is a reversal that uh, really uh, I, I'm still scratching my head over. It appears to be totally incongruent with what he's saying forward, and right. I'm just going to run it and let people. Um, uh, decide for themselves, maybe Ed could even uh, fact you and All right. explain it. Let me tell you what SciTech stands by. There is a, in the Cydonia region, there is one specific feature that we have remote viewed time and time again. We were so astounded by it. Uh, and again, don't forget that these are very interesting to us. We Okay, so the six, oh, nice I'm sorry. He's uh, he's uh, he's uh, talking about the remote viewing Cydonia. Right. Backwards, he says, uh, two. Reversals receive the big fund making it up, followed by deny source. Uh, very strange reversal. Okay. I hear received the big fund making it up. Let's do it again. Okay, I hear it. Let's do it one more time. And uh, that was a concerning reversal to me. Um, I do not know what that refers to. Okay, um, and maybe he does. And uh, now this uh, next reversal is a reversal of obviously uh, some military involvement. He's he's uh, theorizing that if um, I, I you know, all right, I, stop, let me stop you for a second. Making it uh, receive the big fund, making it up. That could refer to two things. That could either be. Uh, He's receiving money for the videotapes he's selling, That's and he's making them up. That's or true. it could be um, receive the money, and I'm making the whole thing up, or you know, faking the whole thing, or whatever. However you want to attach. That is true. That you could look at that either way. That is true. Uh, the it's the deny source on the end that concerns me. And on, on the other hand, I've seen his videotapes. I have them, and they are 
extremely well produced. And I, I don't, I, I've never had anybody who's received the tapes uh, call or fax me and suggest that they think that it's made up stuff. In other words, uh, they are instructional indeed right. in, in the ways of um, remote viewing. Right. So, yeah. right. Oh, you know, and clearly he's very congruent in his, uh, in his warnings about uh, climatic and uh, monetary collapse and uh, the weather conditions which, which we discussed. Um, but I can see what people would imagine either way on that one. Sure. All right. Okay, now this one here, he's uh, talking about if um, aliens, I think it was aliens, and I just don't have the full contents, if they were to go to the United Nations, you know, they would wear a suit and tie, at least learn how to use the devices. Um, it's a, some conspiratorial statement, I believe. And, I, and my nation was admitted to the United Nations. I would wear a suit and a tie, or at least learn how to use the devices that were present in the UN, the microphones and other things. Hmm. Okay, and backwards he says, offer gunmen... Are we in it? All for coming, are we in it? All for coming, are we in it? All for coming, are we in it? Now, is, is it all for? Uh, I, well, I heard offer. Let's listen for all four. All for coming, are we in it? All for coming, are we in it? Well, all for coming, are we in it? All right, gunmen, are we in it is clear. I'm not sure about the first word. Okay. Uh, that's fine. Uh, well, let's just... And I, I'm kind of curious whether everybody else is hearing this as I'm hearing it or whether it's just me. Right. Um, I heard a clear offer, um, if it's all for. Um, <laughs> it, it, see, this, this comes down to, this comes down to the, the, the very clear need for total accuracy in this. And yes. I am so conservative in my documentation. I mean, I really, really am. I would must throw out at least 60 to 70 percent of the reversals that I initially hear. I, I want to make absolutely sure that what I hear, I can at least stake my reputation on. Here, here. Um, um, I mean, it's such a new field, and the skepticism out there is not as high as it was when I first went public, but it's still there, and um, it's got to be approached with great caution and respect and I admonish anyone out there practicing reverse speech please exercise significant precaution in documentation make sure you follow the protocol down to the letter and uh, I don't know what else to say so, okay let's um, move on this is um, another one we're pulling up and uh, he's uh, talking about a lethal event in 1999 well, the, the kill shot where, uh, that SciTech is describing, a very lethal event, we think we, uh, the best that we can do and, and as remote viewers is in 1999, we're saying spring of 99, the pre, a precursor that we were talking about, right? We were saying that something may happen as early as December, and that was a coronal, there was a coronal mass ejection in December. Yes. Now, here we have another reference to Navy. You remember the reversal before, defend that naval weapon. Correct. And he's talking about the Vendee 1999. Here he says, Navy will seal the river. Navy will seal the river. Navy will seal the river. And there it is. Navy will seal the river. And there's one more. He says, a message 
sailor or a message sealer. I couldn't determine which which one it was. Send it by hand. Now, see, this is like the offer gunman. Are we in it? There's some something going on that he's involved in that he's not telling, I believe. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. A message sailor or a message sealer. Send it by hand. Or a message sealer. Send it by hand. Mm. Or a message sealer. Send it by hand. Or a message sealer. Send it by hand. Okay. Yep. Uh, Very clear. Very some clear. Of the covert operations going on. Uh, clearly, military type reversals, which we've never seen on your program before. And uh, I point out the spiritual type reversals on the Mars missions. I point out the sexual type reversals on the Clinton stuff. You remember the satanic reversals on on Harlot? Yes. And now we have a military form, a military man with military terms. I come back to the complementarity. These things are complementary. They relate. Now, um, the next reversal is probably the most significant of all in the whole transcript, and I actually got right. this starred. Uh, um, I don't know, Art. There are so many unknowns and so many things that we're, uh, we're perceiving and associated with that particular event in the future where we perceive ourselves there, but we don't know what's going on. It's beyond our, our, our ken. He's talking about some event back there that they don't really know what's going on. Now, reverse, we have a very clear reversal. Now, I know it's the one. And I put my little brackets next to it. We're all in trouble. That was my own personal note. But now I know it's the one. This is the key event. Now I know it's the one. Now I know it's the one. Now I know it's the one. My God, that's clear. Yeah, exceptionally clear. Um, And he's a very, he has a strong conviction over that one. Okay? Now, um, this next, how are we going for time? I've still got a few more I want to get through here that are very important. Well, we don't have a lot of time, so hit us with what's important. Okay, well, this is, okay, we got this. Are we going to make it through it? Um, I, I remember in the last program you said, finally, you understood the nature of the uh, discontinuity that, that you saw. That was the, the solar event that we're perceiving in, in the future that, that uh, annihilates a lot of life on Earth, yes. Okay, now this is actually a, a, a metaphor, but it's, but it's a very obvious metaphor. He's talking about right. annihilation. I think this is very important to play. Quickly. He says, never a loss at Eve's soul. Eve is new life, new beginning. This, we will not lose through this. We will begin again. Never a loss at Eve's soul. Never a loss at Eve's soul. Okay. Never a loss at Eve's soul. Yes, I, I certainly hear it, uh, David, but... Uh, again, it's a metaphor, and I, for some reason, it's just me, I guess. I have a problem. <laughs> anyway, um, stay right where you are. This is Coast to Coast AM. All right, uh, back now to uh, David Oates, and we are going to complete the um, uh, the reversals on Major Ed Dane. Okay, all right, we're going to uh, pick this up. Is uh, this uh, one here? He's talking about a uh, volcanic eruption. The next type of event, for instance, the next um, volcanic eruption in North America. Yes. That limits the geographical uh, area to North America. And uh, we know that when we we perceive, let's say, a, a mammoth mountain blowing its top, that that is the next volcanic eruption. Now, uh, once again, we have the word warn again. Hope you know I warn you. Hope you know I warn you. Hope you know I warn you. 
tell you. You know, I warn you. Hope you know I warn you. No problem. And this is what, I think the fourth or the third or fourth reversal, I played on the word warning. It was over and over and over throughout the entire tape. And like I said, I went, I went out for gold this week. <laughs> I'm going, okay. <laughs> so, uh, it's nothing like hearing reversals to uh, make you spur into action. Um, I quite agree. Now this one here, we uh, get down to uh, the more, uh, uh, probably the side of the uh, remote viewing that he probably in, in, enjoys enjoys greatly, like with reverse speech. I enjoy working with my clients and actually helping people. And here he's talking about finding missing children, which is also a compassionate way to use the technology. Another one that is very, that's even more difficult to do is missing children. Almost always missing children are, are out there. They're street urchins or they're with a family member. But it's the ones where a child has been killed uh, or sometimes tortured that are very difficult to... Okay, and backwards he says, um, that the, they must feel it, that's when I grow. They must feel it, that's when I grow. That's when he gets his most satisfaction out of it. And the feel that's when I grow. And the feel that's when I grow. And again. And the feel that's when I grow. Right. And you see his uh, humanistic, emotional, compassionate side coming out in that reversal. That sure. Reversal actually quite touched me when I found it. Uh, now we're moving on to the subject of disease again. Uh, a very uh, simple reversal on this section, straight to the point. Will not be able to develop vaccines, uh, antidotes, um, uh, antibiotics in the case of uh, bacterial infections. To, uh, fast enough to be able to keep up with these diseases. They're going to really kill us off. And that was very simply, go and get disease. I get disease. I get disease. I get disease. Boy, that's clear. Yeah, exactly clear. Uh, if, if nothing else, he uh, he is certainly very congruent about what he is saying. There's a no uh, cons going on here that I can um, okay, uh, we are moving on to, uh, uh, uh talking about, uh, projecting the future of a, uh, corporation. That's okay. one, uh, that, that is one thing that we can't use that for. We cannot discern alphanumerics, but we can look and we can perceive the trajectory and time of an enterprise, like a company or a corporation, what they're going to do. So it, it can be used in a, in a stock market. So when he says it can be used in the stock market, a very reversal, a backwards, the share broker in the market. 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 Now, the, yeah, so just a very straightforward reversal. Now, the next one uh, comes out of left field a little bit, getting back to the topic of guns and military. Reversal is the scram in the fight. Nurse the gun. Scram. Run for cover. And I think this is getting back to there is some calamity that is going to come. And, you know, I've got to tell you, I have found reversals on me and some of the people in, associated in my organization that are also of equal concern. A reversal say, move, get away, run, escape. Now, whether that is just a collective fear, but uh, I'm finding similar information in reverse feet to what he is saying in, re in remote viewing. So, anyway, scram in the fight, nurse the gun. And in the fight, no, it's none. Scram in the fight. And in the fight, no, it's none. Yes. And in the fight, no, it's none. 
Okay. Yes. Okay. Now we're getting on to. He's talking about a, a stargate uh, that he has found here. Uh, that he's remote view with a uh, once again a very uh, simple reversal, and uh, we are playing that right now. There is a scene. There is a a, a I'll call it a scene for all intents and purposes that's already in place and essentially has been waiting. Waiting for, um, waiting for someone to find it. And he referred to a stargate, I think he said that, and then the back it says, that heals NASA. That heals NASA. Wow. That heals NASA. That heals NASA. Okay. So, uh, we're just looking at some very straightforward, simple reversals here. There's a no doubt over what they mean. We just look at the complementarity. And, uh, here is a, he is a man of, of concern. Uh, this one here is a very, very strong reversal. He's talking about the sanctuary, places that are less affected by the Mad Max scenario. There are sanctuaries, evidently, that are places where that will be less affected by the Mad Max scenario. I've talked about these before, too. And uh, backwards, he says, damn the love, or it could be damned the love. I, I was hearing this one both ways. They have to sell. In other words, get out. You know, if, if, forget your attachment. Move, sell, get to a safe place. Damn the love they have to sell. 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 Okay. Yes. Speaks for itself, I think. And uh, let's just look at the one uh, final reversal here um, that I found interesting. He was—he's theorizing about pre-existence. Okay. And uh, here we go. We have this, this physical bicameral brain now, this mind that associates itself with the physical reality that we have. The reality that we are before we come into existence in this body is so very different. The milieu is so very different than this physical milieu. Now, this one will just raise thoughts. The people who talk about the reality is very different. He says, they, they knock you off, you cry, whatever that means. Well, it'd be interesting. Sorry? Yeah, it'd be interesting to ask Ed Dames what he thinks that means. But oh, yeah. again, would... that that sounds somewhat metaphoric to me. Well, I, okay, I just I, I kind of thought it just meant exactly that. <laughs> you know, we're sort of thrown into this world and we wake up crying and go, "Oh my gosh, where where are we?" So, yeah, but see that that again. That right. seems to me to be an interpretation. David, go ahead and give out your information. I know you want to give out uh, information to people on your new what? What are they clubs? Right. Yes, it's a uh, it's it's called DORSA, the David Oates Reverse Speech Alliance. The national chairman is a chap by the name of B.J. Bruchok. B-R-U-C-H-O-K. He's in Washington State. Um, he has so far organized seven different chapters. These things are growing very, very fast. I'm stunned at the growth of this. There's, and you can contact him by calling area code 360-876-6296. 360-876-6296. Now, the main reverse speech office, if you want to get hold of a hold of reversing machines to do this, for yourself, we actually have a sale going on now where we've bought in some cheaper models. You can call the office at 1-800-669-5789. That's 800-669-5789. For those people waiting for our newsletter, Back Talk, it is in the printers now. We're going to be mailing that out next week. 
Um, I'm going to be in Denver this weekend at the Artbell Chat Club. I'll be lecturing there on Saturday night. Uh, for more information, you can call Erico 303 303-695-6621. 303-695-6621. The main reverse speech number once again is 1-800-669-5789. All right. And, um, a very interesting program tonight. That's, that's all I can say. All right. David, thank you very much. Thank you very much. And, and take care. I will tell you what I think. I think that a reverse speech um, is real. And I have formed that opinion based on many, many shows that we have done with direct reversals. In other words, a congruent reversals that seem to either validate what the person says or show, will show it to be a lie. But I think that although there may be something, uh, I cannot deny it, there may be something, very much something, to these metaphoric reversals. I think that metaphors, even in, in the, um, when they're said in, you know, completely forward speech, are interpretive. And I think that uh, David tends to get in trouble when he uses them in a public forum, whether it would be on my program, or it would be in front of a chat club, or it would be in front of any group that is hearing reverse speech for the first, second, third, or even fourth time. The metaphors are a real problem and do the credibility of reverse speech harm. That's my take on it, and I'm just, you know, I'm a neophyte. I'm, as you, I have heard uh, quite a bit of reverse speech, and in the first many programs we did, when we stayed away from metaphors, and I have consistently advised David for the, the sake of credibility to stay away from metaphors, the interpretive, uh, I think it went very well. But I think when you get into a lot of these, these metaphoric statements that can mean this or can mean that, you get into trouble. That's my view. Uh, west of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi. Hello? Well, I guess not. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Good morning. Hello? No, you're not. A wild card line. You're on the air. Good morning. I can't hear you, dear. Oh, I see what's wrong. I'm sorry. Hold on a moment. I see what why this isn't working. Let me hear this line. Let me go back to this line. Hello there. Hello? Yes. Yes, this is Paula in Kansas City. Yes, Paula. And uh, I wanted to speak up in defense of the metaphors for a minute because I have a David Oates machine. All right. And I, when I bought a metaphor dictionary to go with mine. And what I have seen is that everybody is using these same metaphors in reverse speech. And the thing about it is it proves that everyone is communicating in this other language all the time, or we wouldn't all have Oh, I, I look, I think that, uh, listen, uh, let, let me get rid of the echo here. I think that is absolutely correct. My only point is that to the uninitiated, the new listener, um, reverse speech is difficult enough at best, uh, as you begin to absorb what's going on. And when you get into the metaphors, you make it doubly and triply difficult uh, for the, the newbie to even begin to grasp what they're hearing. Well, I agree with you on that. I just think, and what I don't think has been mentioned by David Oates or, or brought up is the fact that, like, we have a whole bunch of metaphors we use in 
forward seats, and they're also used in reverse, but there's this whole other set. And then, like you said, there's certain groups that have kind of their own inside metaphors. And the fact that, like, even the ones that everybody uses, like this wolf, he mentions quite often. Wolf is frequent. Yeah. Okay. The fact that the whole general public is that filling up and everybody's reverse seats, it doesn't matter who you put in there in reverse that some common ones keep showing up, that what could be said about the metaphors would just be the fact that everybody's using them proves that we are all communicating on this other level or we wouldn't all have the same other vocabulary. I agree. You see what I'm saying? Yes, I and do. And I think that that might, every now and then when a metaphor comes in, that might help the understanding of it a little bit. And I, I do agree that though some of them are hard to do. Determine now on that Area 51 call. Yep. I had a bunch of um, reversals, more than David had, but, you know, I can understand maybe why he didn't put some of them on the air, and maybe he didn't find some of the same ones. But I had heal with D instead of heal the feet or whatever, but I had the word heal, you know, hmm. in there. And I also had one that said, uh, now weep with Harry. And he was crying. And now weep with Harry of something about the looseness of spiritual life. And there was quite a few that, you know, that might have been something to interpret, too, so that might not be one that he wanted to put on the air. Exactly. I, you know what I mean? Uh, yes, but, I, oh, but the fact now with, really. with Harry, he was crying, and I think that was, made his very hard to reverse was the fact that he was crying. And, you know, when people crying, they're trying to clip their words off. Or... Yeah, but on the other side of the coin, David says that uh, very emotional moments uh, yield the best and clearest reversals. Well, they well if they are if your forward speech is like when he was saying the fire the house is on fire she right. said that clearly but when person's crying they're kind of you know their voice jumps up and breaking up yeah it's true um all right thank you very much uh it's true again I'm just I guess I'm just saying that um, in the early shows that we did with David uh, the reversals were not metaphoric at all. And they were clear, they were easy to understand, and they re related directly to what was being said forward. For example, the Sidonian reversal. Uh, yes, oh, I love that one. You bet I did. Uh, it was very clear to me, and it demonstrated, I guess to an insight, uh, that uh, reverse speech, that there really is something to it. But when you get down to these interpretive statements, I think people are more easily able to say, what a bunch of BS and just mentally reject it. That's, that's all I'm saying. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi, Art. How are you today? Fine. Um, I hope that we can fit all this in because it's getting to the bottom of the hour. Right. But I have... Um, I, it's a very powerful show tonight. It's fantastic. And my name is John, and I'm listening from Marshall, Michigan. Okay. Um, so I have to listen to Outlying, and you fade in and out on me, but I've got you on a bunch of different locations, and okay. I bounce all over with the radio. Okay. Um, I'm wondering about the Courtney Brown affair. Has oh, my anybody, God, that's ancient now, but what are you wondering? Has anybody tried to reverse the speech on that? Oh, yes, we did that long ago. Oh, I missed out on it. Um, <laughs> yeah, long ago. I really, uh, I really feel bad about missing out on that. I was wondering about, since I have the tape, I was wondering about getting a machine and then trying to do it myself. Is it? you think it's a difficult thing to learn how to do? No. Uh, yes and no. In other words, if you're looking for straight reversals that are congruent with what's being said forward, I think you will find them. Um, and I think you cannot do it with a computer. You've got to find them with a tape machine. Okay. 
And then once you've found them, you can then put the forward part and the reverse part on a computer if you wish, and it makes it easy to play as David does on the air. Do you uh, have any conscious memory of how that ended up turning out, the reversals on that? Did it, it, was, it was so long ago. Did it work out towards his benefit or against his benefit? Um, pretty like, much against. Okay, because I was noticing on these tapes, um, on these reversals with Ed Dames, that it was it was working out towards his benefit. It seemed to be, yes. It seemed very interesting. All right, thanks, Art. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir, and take care. Um, I agree. It showed Ed Dames the uh, congruent, and I'm not surprised. Now, we could have a big argument about whether Ed Dames and remote viewing is a valid discipline. If you want to have a big argument about that, you can. But I think that it showed what I thought all along, and that is Ed Dames is passionate about what he's saying and believes what he's saying. And I think that's what came through uh, in the reversals, clearly came through. Uh, there was an awful lot of warning in there, and that's what Ed Dames does. His nickname is Dr. Doom. He knows that. <laughs> so I'm not surprised that it came out the way it did. Um, now, whether remote viewing is an accurate discipline or not, people will argue about that, I suppose, through the incongruity. But surely, I think it came through clearly that Ed Dames believed what he's saying. We'll be right back. All right, back to the phones we go. And uh, east of the Rockies, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, Arbel, how you doing? I'm fine. God, I haven't talked to you for about a couple of years. A couple of years. Yeah, okay. and I listen to you every night. Too long. Yes, it has been. I just got two questions for you. All right, where are you, sir? Uh, La Crosse, Wisconsin. All right. Uh, what happened to Madman Markham? Nobody knows. Because I tell you, I, when I heard that show, I, 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 that was probably the most interesting show that you had on that I, that I really enjoyed. Well, the answer is nobody knows. He's gone. Huh. <laughs> no, he's gone. I have no good numbers for him. I, I'm unable to contact him. He's gone. You can't get a hold of him, huh? No. Ah. You know, it's 75 degrees today here. Really? Yes. Part of El Nino, I think. Well, we sure are feeling it. And now we're getting news that the Earth's rotation has actually been slowed by El Nino. By a, what, one second, right? Yeah, but I mean, it'll add up. Well, that's, uh, that's true. That's true. I mean, there's a lot of strange things been going on. What do you think's coming? Well, I'll tell you what. I, uh, I'm gonna, I have an open mind, but uh, listening to some of your guests, if we don't get blown away... If we don't have an asteroid that lands on Earth, I don't know. <laughs> um, all right. I appreciate the culture. Thank you. Um, yeah, we're speeding towards something. I, I don't think there's any question about that. And the weather change is part of that. Are we the reason for it? Or is it something that is occurring to us uh, without our input? East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi, Art. Dominic from New York. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you, you, I loved your show tonight, but uh, you remember I talked to you about uh, we keep taking oil out of the earth. Yes, I think that uh, that that those that's something to do with all of our El Nino and uh, all the weather conditions that we're having. You can't 
take things out of its spirit, its inside. Well, I, it, it could well be. Oil is burned uh, or is used as energy and then converted to heat, which goes into the atmosphere. Right? Yep. Okay. That could easily be. Uh, we have to think more about our environment uh, in the future before uh, we got Dane's uh, is right. He wants to move someplace where the last uh, hurrah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. I think, uh, and I, I'm, I'm kind of glad to see it, uh, that Ed Dame is congruent. Now, whether everything will occur as he said, and whether you think remote viewing is a valid discipline or not, is an argument that you can have. But that Ed Dame believes with a passion what he says, I was convinced of before I heard the reversal. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Yes, um, I, uh, didn't hear all of the Area 51's, um, speech when, when he was on, so I only got the uh, bits and pieces tonight. But right. I felt uh, it was kind of ironic from what I heard that um, when they played the forward speech and then Richard would give the explanation of the reverse speech, it would be explaining what he was uh, so upset about. I don't know if, that, if I'm saying that so you can understand what I mean. But I think I do. If uh, if you if someone were able to take Richard's comments and the uh, entire uh, part of the Area 51, I think it would be quite interesting to see how it correlates. So, um, and then when you had John David Morton on, um, you mentioned that Neptune was in the house of Aquarius, and that would be strongly affecting the electro uh, electric magnetic field. Yes. And I was thinking that might um, be affecting why the animals matter, you know, been beaching themselves. Absolutely. Uh, uh, they they navigate by lines of uh, magnetic. Yeah. Maybe that would also affect that this uh, rotation of the Earth. I, that I don't know. I uh, Thank you. I, with, the, with, with regard to the slowing of the rotation of the Earth, that one has me lost. Richard sent me a fax and said it's hyperdimensional physics. Other people, uh, well, here. El Nino warms, uh, warms the water at the equator. As a result, the warm water expands. El Nino caused the ocean to be five or six feet higher at the equator. As that mass of water is expanded, the Earth slows down. As the water cools and contracts, the Earth will speed up. The principle is like that of an ice skater. When the skater puts their arms out, they spin in place slower. As they bring their arms in, they spin faster. ABC News at the top of the hour just said there will be pictures of the face on Mars. Another woman will come out very soon. A flight attendant will claim Clinton dropped his pants to her too. This is, uh, I think, one of our time travelers. Now, I think the big news of the night is definitely the NASA announcement. And I think that you can consider that you did it, all of you. The pressure you put on is what is causing NASA to go uh, and uh, re-image Cydonia. There is no question about it. Uh, as a matter of fact, that is the uh, the clear statement at the top of their news release. So to you all, I would say congratulations. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi, Art. This is Delana. I'm in Boston. Hi there. Hi. Okay. About the reversal? Yep. The fundamental problem I see with them is that you can 
say that these reversals are true, that they're saying these words, but the spin you have to put on them, I think the interpretation is the area that leaves something to be desired. I agree with you completely. And and that's why I have tried to, you know, tell David, David, play the unambiguous, clear reversals. I mean, I... I I'm sure that his research um, with regard to these um, metaphors is very interesting, but it's a lot deeper than than this audience, and I include myself, yeah, is able to grasp and understand, and he does not sell reverse speech well to the general public when he uses metaphors. Well, I'm skeptical, but at the same time, on on the surface, intellectually, mechanically, I can say, okay, it's possible that in moments of that, that you're thinking deeply and you're think that you may look for words that that have um, similar similar sounds reversed when they're reversed, but yeah. you can't arbitrarily assign a meaning. Nobody can do that. His, I think David's job should just to point out the reversals, he may not even, he maybe should not even say what he thinks is being said. What Or what it means. Definitely, definitely not what it means, because that's that's out of, I think that's out of the job description. (laughs) All right, thank you, uh, from Boston. I tend to agree with that. Now, if David does not tell us what we are about to hear, most of us will not hear it. The critics of reverse speech will say, well, then that means there's nothing to it. No, it doesn't. No, it does not. Uh, the ear takes quite a while to calibrate itself to be able to hear reverse speech. I know that's true. I was a dispatcher uh, for a 911 system, and before they would ever let me sit there and do my job by myself, I spent six weeks with headphones on just listening to the uh, the rapid traffic radio traffic, before I was able to hear it. And that was all in forward speech, by the way. And there was a requirement that everybody who was going to do that job would do it because your ear simply wasn't calibrated. You could not hear what was being said. After about, well, I don't know, six weeks, maybe into the third or fourth week, all of a sudden the light bulb went on and you began to hear it. So I don't have a problem with David uh, telling us what we are going to hear. Otherwise, it would not work at all. Or very rarely. I do have a problem, uh, as the young lady from Boston said, with being told uh, what uh, the interpretation is of a metaphoric statement, which, in my opinion, to the general public, shouldn't be played anyway. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Yeah, is anybody doing a follow-up about that religious leader who, uh, the phony guy, recently with the Taiwanese, I don't know if he was a phony guy. God didn't show up on Channel 18. Well, you know, notice how he uh, retracted. First, he, he said something about they can stone him if he's wrong. And then, uh. I think he did say something like that, didn't he? Yeah, and then he said, uh, well, I, I, I don't want you to stone me if I'm wrong, and then, then it didn't show up. And then he says, well, if he didn't show up, this is not. Well, I, I do notice that the, um, uh, the press conference he gave, uh, was not near a rock quarry. Yeah. Well, sure, but uh, uh, I wonder if he's going to pay all the uh, members that left California to uh, go there. Probably not. I mean, they probably did it uh, voluntarily. I, well, if he didn't tell them that that's where it was going to happen and all that, I guess they were going, huh? 
Well, if somebody said, come to Texas with me and we will watch God on Channel 18, and you fork over your life savings or a lot of your money, and you go to Texas to see God on Channel 18, do you deserve what you get? Well, it was a, a small group or something like that from California originally, wasn't it? Or they uh, have a branch in California. Well, I mean, those who followed them. That's the, those are the ones you were talking about. Will he give back their money? I think. What he, do you think? I think he should. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much. I doubt that he will, and uh, I'm sure they went voluntarily. And I guess my um, point, driven with a bit of dry humor, was if you pick up sticks and use your money to go to Texas to see Don on Channel 18, I wouldn't necessarily expect to get your money back. First time caller line, you're on the air. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Chuck from wet Arizona here. Hi, Chuck. Getting pretty tired, isn't it, all this rain in the desert? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I can't believe I got through. <laughs> A lot of people say that. Uh, all the time. Um, anyhow, I've been listening to you for about two years, which is great. Um, good show tonight. My only thing, I was wondering... I think very controversial tonight. It was, but it was very powerful. It was really good, really good. Um, I stayed up all night and had to listen to it. Um, well, all right then, good. Give me your impression. Well, I think that when the interpretation, I like the interpretation of the way he, he interprets it and the different um, spin that he puts on it. I know sometimes he can't, I don't know, he takes it up in different directions. Sometimes I like, uh, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, okay. Um, the one thing that I was calling about is when they had the, I forget his name because the, the last guy they did that was... Major Ed Bates. Right, okay. He said, when I listened to that program, and I've been waiting for this to come on, he said that there was something awakening on Mars. Under Mars. Under Mars. Yes. And I was waiting for... The reversal on that. And well, maybe there was no reversal, uh, because that was a very dramatic statement, as you point out, but there may not have been a reversal. I don't know. I was waiting all night to hear that. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you. I, yeah, that's all I would have to say, that probably there was no specific uh, reversal involved in that statement. I don't know. Wildcat Line, you're on the air. Hi. Hey, Art. It's Mike from Florida. How are you doing? Oh, fine. Great. I talked to you the other night. I didn't get the chance to mention that I saw a picture of Comet in. Is it a he? Yep. He's beautiful. Ah, uh, he is pretty, isn't he? He is a very beautiful cat. I have a cat of my own, and I've always loved cats, and I just didn't get a chance to mention I got off the line because, darn, I wanted to tell him how beautiful I thought the cat was. Oh, thank you. I'm very excited about you getting your time machine, <laughs> and I hope that you don't jump too far into the future and we have to catch up with you. What do you think I ought to do? I don't know. I Myself, I couldn't resist. I'd have to try it. I'd have to at least turn it on just to see what it just, uh, you know. Yeah, but that that's no trivial decision. I mean, if you turn it on and it does work, that uh, you might be gone. That's that's <laughs> that's exactly what I'm saying. And I'm not <laughs> sure I'm not sure I want to go. I mean, if I let me put it this way to you. If I was sure that I could get back yeah. in one piece, then I would do it. I'm not sure. Well, he, does he guarantee you that you actually physically go, or is it more of a mental thing, though? Mm, well, both. Uh, he has observed, and uh, 
I've talked to people who claim they physically travel. Now, I've got, I've got to think real hard about that because if it works, well, yeah. <laughs> Where will you be? <laughs> and when will I be? Oh, I also um, emailed James Redfield. You mentioned you might like to have him as a guest. Thank you. And, and mentioned that you'd like to have him on. He hasn't gotten back to me, but if he does, I'll, I'll email you and let you know. What I would hope is that, did you send me a number? For James Redfield? Yes. No. Yeah, I've got his email address. I can send that to you if you like. Well, that's helpful. Anything is helpful. Uh, so many people will write to me and ask me to have this person or that person on, but no way to contact me. Right. I figured I'd do it for you instead of asking you to do it. I'd see if I could take care of it. And He hasn't gotten back to you, but it was just yesterday, though. So. All right, my friend. Thank you. Well, you have a good night. You take care. Um, hi, Art. Here's the facts. Hey, I'll try it. The time machine, really. Uh, try and send a friend first, or better yet, maybe an enemy. Hee hee. But seriously, if you do go, make sure someone is there watching you and documenting it with video or something, so at least maybe they'll be able to help get you back. Boy, you know, I am not Madman Markham. Now, I was willing to go document Madman Markham's march through the arch. Slightly But I'm not sure that I want my march through the arch documented. I kind of like where I am. And as I said, if I was sure I could get back, then I'd try it. Tonight, I can't tell you whether I'm going to or not. Anyway, my time machine arrived. I've got a picture of it on my website. I'm going to leave it there because I know a lot of you want to see it. So, if you go to my webcam, just click on the webcam, you will see the machine. I took that uh, photo just oh, a couple of minutes before I went on the air. Most of the Rockies, you're on the air. King Arthur. Yes, sir. Not a king, though. Well, can I give you a, a brief rundown as to why I, I have chosen that moniker for you, Art? You may. Okay. It started with the with the commercial that you have that says, From the Kingdom of Nye. Yes. Okay. A kingdom needs a king, correct? Uh, it does indeed, but I am not that king. Okay. Let's, let me go on further. I went, you once said uh, maybe a knight is a round table, and then you went on to say that you had a round table. That's right. And you have a sword, don't you, on the wall? I do. How do you know that? Because I, I believe you said it once. Uh, and it may not be Excalibur, but... God, you've got a, really, it's just like Excalibur. You've got a good memory. And then uh, the, uh, the, the last one was, some time back here, pretty recently, within the last couple of months, I think, you said you got a crown. That's true. Okay, add it all up. But a crown and a sword do not a king make. <laughs> okay. All right. At any rate, the magic Christian, Ventura, California. Yes. And what I wanted to bring up, uh, Art, in, in relationship to uh, your guest, uh, uh, Mr. Oates, this evening, is, I don't know, do you believe in demons? Fallen angels? I believe in good and evil, whether they are represented by... Angels and devils, or Inter angels and demons. Interdimensional beings, or not? I'm not. Sh I'm not. I, I wouldn't say I believe in it. That's pushing too far. Okay. Well, I, I, I am, consider. I consider it possible. I am a. I am a Bible believing Christian. Yep. Therefore, you know, I do. And the thing that I wanted people to keep in mind when when you're talking about this reverse speech, I I believe that there is something to it. 
but I also believe that it, that it can be misused by demons. And here's my background for it. Do you remember the movie The Exorcist? Sure. Okay, do you remember what he had to do to convince his Monsignor to move the uh, request for exorcism up the chain of command in the church? Only, no, I really don't. Remind me. All right. He recorded the voices coming oh, that's, out. That's right. That's the girl. Right. Yes. And he was messing around with them, and he ended up playing them backwards. Yep. And you know what he found? The demons were reciting scripture in Latin backwards. <laughs> well, that would do it. And that was the convincing factor. Once they were the higher ups were assured that that's what what happened, that's when they gave the but okay. See, to the but FBI. see, but see, that is very specific, and that was the point I was trying to drive home to David tonight, and even to Richard. I okay, think sorry, you know metaphor? this metaphoric stuff may be absolutely a wonderful path to follow, but in terms of getting it on the radio and trying to get the American public to buy into it, you're going down a, a bad road. Yeah, you got to be very careful. And um, if, if, for example, you were to discover um, scripture in reverse, you've got something really solid, yeah, don't you? Yeah, that would have you scratching your head, though, wouldn't it? Yes, sir. <laughs> it, is it good or is it evil? And more than that, uh, you wouldn't have to wonder. Uh, anyway, listen, show's over, got to go, you get the honors. Oh, well, like I did the last time that I had the honors out, I'll say this. Good night, America, and... Good night, Mrs. Calabash, <laughs> wherever you are. That's it from the high desert. Good night, all. Mm-hmm.